0: What's your favorite scary movie?
1: Hello, and we have a special
2: guest today. Would you like to introduce yourself?
3: I'm Xander. Hey.
2: <laughs> yeah! Xander's cool, he's legit. And so, I, yeah, so... <laughs> I thought we should bring in some help here, because what, what we're about to do is insane. Uh, for our 25th episode, we wanted to do something special, and so we decided to cover all four Insidious movies. So that's what we're yeah, doing today. Woo! Because, yeah, I just... I couldn't pick just one. It's such a solid, solid yeah. series. And Xander, this is the first one's like your favorite movie of all time, yeah, right? Yeah, period.
3: It's it's my favorite movie ever. And I'm with you. I, I like. I don't think you can talk about one without talking about the others because they all kind of yeah. Like spoiler alert, they all sort of flow into each other. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's definitely. I think if aliens landed and wanted to know about cinema, this is what I would show them.
1: Hell <laughs> yes! Hell yes! That's busted open the. That was the alien raid yesterday for storming Area 51. Yeah. We're gonna show them Insidious.
3: I <laughs> just show up with my Insidious DVD. What's up, alien bros? <laughs> oh my god.
2: Y'all hear about James Wan?
3: This is what we do for fun. We scare the hell out of each other.
2: Like. Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, like like you said, you can't talk about one without the other, and no. especially since like the chronology. Of of like the timeline is so weird because
3: yeah, you know what's well, what yeah. is it with the James Wan sequels and like completely re- like ignoring <laughs> chronology like
2: yeah I don't well I mean with this they had an excuse because you know like at least spoilers y'all there's gonna be spoilers obviously yeah. like at dies at the end of the first one and then they were like oh shit she's like a good character though she's, and just she's the anchor. <laughs> oh shit so they just had to keep finding ways to bring her back and so it became a a prequel series (laughs) but then like it it all ties together at the end of the fourth one which is neat which is why I don't think they should make any more
3: no I agree Mm
2: -hmm. yeah like we're good
3: Lee's moved on
2: you shouldn't make it without him either and it's all like it's done the story's done stop
3: now it's great it's great just leave it like it is yeah
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, Xander, was it you I was talking about of, like, a way to just have, like, a Spectral Sightings, like, comic book or something? Yes!
3: Yes! yes. <laughs> That'd be really cool. I want, like, a real Ghostbusters, like, 90s animated show. Yes! Like, oh <laughs> with Specs, Specs and, and Tucker! Tucker. <laughs> like,
2: yes! It was, like, a magical Hot Pocket or something.
3: Yeah! <laughs> A show literally only the three of us would watch. Yes! I think it's
2: great. <laughs> it okay. Worth it! There are dozens of us.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Love it.
2: <laughs> Alright, so I guess let's just go right in with the first one. With the first Hell in yeah. CDS. You know, written, written, yeah. by, <laughs> written by... Written <laughs> by who wrote all of these. And directed by James Wan. This was... <laughs> this was their pick-me-up-after... Dead Silence, which <laughs> they don't like to talk about, because that was like uh, they did Saw, which you know, blew everyone's ass off, and they're like <laughs> and then did Dead Silence with the studio, which interfered too much with everything they wanted to do, and they're like, that was a shitty experience so let's just find something that we can make, you know, for cheap again let's go back to our roots, make something low-budget horror, and, and they worked with some guy named a uh, Jason Blum, am I reading this correctly? He never, yeah. he, he never went on to do Who's anything. <laughs> so yeah, this was early Blumhouse. Um, and it's just fucking... Man. Like, I was aware of this. I didn't get to catch it in theaters, the first one, but I, like, the way people talked about it, I, they're like, this is something different. This isn't just, like, another horror movie that's like shit out into the world and I'm like oh really and so uh-huh. I, fi- I finally watched it when the second one came out but we'll get to the second one later <laughs> uh,
3: so I saw it in the theater oh hell yeah um because the other guy who worked on this was uh the guy who did Paranormal Activity oh
1: yes uh Oren yeah. Peli
3: yeah and I was like well I like James Wan and I like mm-hmm. Oren Peli like this could be great and like I I wrote down when I left the theater like this is the horror movie I've been waiting to see <laughs> my whole life. Like this is the movie I've been waiting to see since I knew I wanted to see scary <laughs> movies and I was like so stoked on it when we left. So. Yes.
2: What about it? What about it was everything that you like wanted?
3: Well, I we had talked about this before but yeah. like the way that they used the language of like dreams <laughs> and like nightmare logic to make things scary and like it did not rely on jump scares and I know people like to show that thing With the with the demon behind, Mm -hmm.
0: yeah,
3: as like a jump scare, but I don't think that was used that way. Like I didn't I didn't feel like it was cheap at all. Like the whole movie was really unsettling. Yeah, because and like the opening credits. I was gonna say because jump
2: scares usually mean like the scene is building up to it into something you expect, but that was just like in the middle of a people talking. Yeah, and so that's why it was so effective. Yeah, that's why we're like, oh shit! But sorry, go on.
3: Yeah. And like I, that opening credits mm. to that movie are so yeah. scary, and like you don't even know who that is until the mm. very end. But like the the woman in the the woman mm-hmm. in the dresses, the there. violins, the extreme, yeah, the later extremely problematic <laughs> woman Parker
2: Crane problematic phase. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but we didn't know that then. We were it was an innocent simpler time. God. Yeah. Whoa.
2: We gotta wait. I gotta wait to talk about it too.
3: Yeah, yeah I got I'm got. i trying to hold it together. Uh, oh, boy. But I just really love the way that they use, like, Nightmare Logic, like, the way that they move houses, and so you know it's the right house, but it doesn't yeah. feel right, you know? Yeah, this
2: is something that, like, everyone, um, you know, you you see a, a haunted house movie, and you're just like, why the fuck don't they move? And in this, they move within, like, the first 20 minutes, and it doesn't help. Like, that's something new to the genre. Well, And I,
3: and I like that he, um... He's like, okay, I don't believe you, but you're uncomfortable, and that's yeah, like good yeah. enough for me. Like that, they have like a nice, healthy relationship where he's like, okay, you're not comfortable here, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter, let's go. I don't have to understand. I just want you to be like happy and feel safe. And I'm like, oh, thank you, finally a decent husband.
2: The bar is so low. What?
3: <laughs> basic decency makes you husband. To oh, be
2: here. believe just supporting your wife. Wow. Also, l- and like luckily <laughs> for them, like his teacher's salary was able to afford two houses and another major move. and Yeah, it's... My, I showed this to my mom and she, she is a teacher in Los Angeles or was, not she's like, how the hell are they affording all of
3: this? Well, <laughs> it's interesting because I, I have this theory and I have nothing to back this up, but uh-huh. <laughs> hot take, I think yeah. that the, the foyer to that house is the same as the foyer house in The Conjuring is the same as Elise's house later in that franchise. That main room by the door is the same in all of those movies, so I think that maybe. This oh, you cheap... think the
2: interiors are the same? Yeah,
3: the interior is the is the same at least in uh, the in that one. Been...
2: I don't. I don't know about the. I know. I only know about the exteriors because we actually Elle and I and our a couple of our friends have visited a lot of the exteriors of the houses that they filmed at. We've
3: awesome.
2: To, yeah, we've been to both of the Lambert's houses and we've been to Elise's house and two of our our friend actually proposed to our other friend in front of elise's house and it was yeah incredible <laughs> that's how you Love gotta it. do it
3: Love that's it. it.
2: Yeah, that was special so yeah i don't know if they actually filmed it in there or not but i just meant in the in the realm of the movie like how is oh yeah. this this, this <laughs> high school teacher affording all of these
1: houses i guess you sell it well she's
3: <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> She's supposed to be, like, a composer of something. Yeah, Maybe she, like, did yeah. it big.
1: She brings home the bread in this family. Love that. Like, she's really oh. good. <laughs> is she? No,
2: just kidding. Uh,
3: I choose to believe that. Yeah,
2: yeah. Like, well, well, I mean, Xander, you're the musician. You've heard the, the songs that she's, like, plucking out on the tune. Is that good? Is, the, is she I a mean, musician?
3: I mean, what I've learned as a musician is that it makes no difference whether it's good or not. Like, <laughs> lots of very successful people make terrible music.
2: True. Make sure make the monies. I like, shouldn't rag on Renee so
3: much. I th- I think the entire Chainsmokers discography is like eight piano keys. So like, <laughs> maybe she did that. Maybe she played those. Yeah. Those eight notes and made fat stacks. I don't know.
2: Uh, uh, well, good for her. Yeah. Good for her. <laughs> I, Get it. I, I just I also love like I mean I just love the design of all of this movie not just the houses but then i mean the designing of the further is like such a fucking feat i think oh yeah the world building that this series does from the beginning is just incredible uh that's why it was such oh sorry go ahead
3: no no go ahead i'm sorry
2: i was gonna say the it (laughs) the maze at horror nights is really cool because you already have so much to work with. yeah
3: yeah, and it already sort of looks like that. Yeah. Like with the very flat backgrounds and everything. Um, I thought that was the the most alarming, like, to me, part of it is that, like, he was, Josh is projecting himself into the further, and he thinks he's dreaming. Yeah. So he, he doesn't even know what he's doing, and I find that so scary that you could be, like, out, away from your body and not even know. hmm
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thing, yeah.
2: That's. Because dreams can seem so real, but there's still a part of you in the back of your head that, like, knows you're safe. So if you're... If you think right. that, but you're actually in a lot of danger, Right, that's, and there's, like,
3: all of bad. these spirits, like, human and non-human mm-hmm. that are, like, out there, like, that's super creepy to me. Uh, and through those movies, they do a really good job of having, like, other unexplained spirits be present when they're... So, like, in Insidious, they're dealing with the red-faced guy, but there's the, the bride in black who's, yeah. like, lurking in the shadows.
0: Yeah.
3: And, like, even in the other ones, there's, like, weird Something masked room. figures that show up. Yeah. yeah exactly. And
2: even, in like, they, how they start leaking into, like, our world because of the connection. Like, the little boy, that, that's such a good scene. The, the tip yeah. through the tubes. Yeah. So when I first watched this, I'm like, oh my god, they're using Tiny Tim in a horror movie. Brilliant. Yes. And I didn't notice... What, I was watching it with my friend once and she, like, screamed and I didn't know why. But, like, I guess when, uh when Renee's walking through their new house, he's just, like, in the corner at one point, and she had to point that oh. out to me, because I was like, what are you screaming at? Oh,
1: God. Yeah. There's I need to un- th- rush that again now, just find that. It's like the Haunted oh, yeah. House series, where you find all the ghosts just haunting in the background.
2: <laughs> just chilling.
1: <laughs> yeah. Probably, <clears throat> we should probably say what this movie's plotline is. Oh, uh, we just never
2: <laughs> remembered to do that, but...
1: I, I... Yeah, so... That's right.
2: So, it's about um, the, this is family, and their, their son goes into what they think is a coma, and there's no medical explanation for it, and they finally... Um, Bar- Barbara Hershey, the, the mother of Patrick Wilson's character in this, is like, I know someone. <laughs> Don't ask why. That's for later, but I know someone. <laughs> and brings in... What, what would... What is the title, really? Like, a psychic... She's like a demonologist. Yeah, yeah I guess. I guess. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah! Yeah. But they call her in and she explains that he's not in a coma, he's basically astral projected and can't come back because he thinks it's a dream and is being like held captive by this by the lipstick demon.
1: Yes. The infamous you lipstick know. demon.
3: Who <laughs> Like what a great yeah. character design. Like, it's like immediately like iconic. I know a lot of people like draw the comparison to Darth Maul from Star Wars, where it's like, okay, well they both have like red faces, but that they don't actually no. look anything alive. Yeah.
2: Darth Maul doesn't have hooves.
3: Um, right. At, Maybe at, hooves? Like, I love the sound design when he's around, like that weird like clicking. Of like mm-hmm. it, oh, that yeah. haunts my nightmares to this day. <laughs> Understandable. When
1: he's
2: like sharpening yeah. his claws. Oh, yeah
1: his little, God. Like, his little
2: hangout zone all the, oh the yeah There's just it's creepy yeah, as shit man it's super oh. alarming <laughs> Lin Shay has this great story of like when they were filming that scene where Elise first comes in and she's like describing the demon to Specs. And, like, the only, like, directing note that she was given by James Bond, is like, all right, so you look up and you see something scary. <laughs> and she's like, great, that's very helpful. That's <laughs> so super she, helpful. So she's just, like, mumbling stuff, and then he's like, be sure to say hooves. Like, mention <laughs> the hooves. And she's like, okay, I got it. Hooves? The black eyes.
3: See, like, a note we should have had ahead of time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the designers are like, oh, shit. And those sketches are James Wan's sketches, the ones that Specs is doing. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I
0: didn't. Yes.
1: (laughs) you love to see it. I didn't get into this franchise until, like, maybe around the time the third one came out, I think. Think. Um, Because I was late in the game. Uh, And the only one I saw in theaters was the fourth one. But like I was watching the I was watching the first one in my room and like when the titles came on my TV was like blaring them out and I was like, shit, I gotta turn this down, but then the audio was soft and I was like, I gotta turn it up, but then it would get really loud again, and I was like, need some audio mixing. Yeah. I was like, thank God for subtitles because I'm like I couldn't understand anything you people are saying because your voices are so low. Um but just the violins just startled me every time at the beginning. I'm just like, oh, uh, can't get through a single sitting of this movie without getting startled by these damn violins at the beginning. Which the fourth one doesn't have, which is weird. Um yeah. but maybe that's because it's before everything started, but uh before <laughs> <The> violins. Before <laughs> <laughs> violins. Um but I really loved the first one. It was really good. I, I enjoy watching it. Um, I probably haven't seen it as much as I've watched The Conjuring on repeat, but uh, <laughs> it's it's still a it's still a movie where it's like yeah let's sit down let's watch this again let's do it. <laughs> I
2: definitely watch these more than the Conjuring. <laughs> I like the Conjuring movies,
0: um,
2: but I'm just really like more and more this series like like becomes more character driven almost. The the first one is that's what's so cool about it is like it explores different things but all of them are solid like this is. <laughs> I'm the weirdo who the third one is my favorite, but I acknowledge, <laughs> but I acknowledge that this is such a groundbreaking and like solid fucking movie, and it really and it really just it uses the tropes you always see of like the family being haunted, but like turns it on its head, but and then but then the as they went on with the series, they realized well another thing that makes it so unique is Elise, and Yo, yeah, yeah. I think it. I,
3: I think I prefer these to the Conjuring's not from a filmmaking standpoint, although I. I do I think the thing that makes a difference for me is that like this is not based on specifically like Catholic Christian like theology yeah, and yeah. So you, there's not that sort of icky feeling I get rooting for like old crotchety Catholic people <laughs> like where I'm like oh man but you're like really bad like you you're really not nice people every other way that you could be nice you know, Elise is sort of not. She doesn't have the the baggage of that sort of judgmental dogma with her. So you can just be mm-hmm. like, I love you. I want to. You know, you're you are just a pure good person.
2: Yeah. And yeah. I love her. Well, yeah, she's the <laughs> best. Like,
0: I love
3: Although I can't help but see Jam's I, mom from Detroit Rock City every time I see her. <laughs>
2: <Like>. <laughs> the first thing I ever saw in Shane I think was Chillorama where she plays like a bunch of different roles including like a spoof of the uh wolf lady and the wolfman. <laughs> I'm like, ah! Oh! but now I think it right. Was well, now of she's Elise forever." Now she's yeah, forever. I just think it's great that there's like a role like a role for a woman of her yeah. age that's so like juicy and like in in this genre and like
3: multifaceted in a way that really lets her show off what a great actress she is.
2: She did a really, she did an episode of Switchblade Sisters that's really cool. If y'all just want to hear Lin Shea talk about her craft and how cool she is, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I can't imagine anybody else playing Elise. Honestly, it's like she just did like. I think if it wasn't for uh, Lin and what probably just not. No, it wouldn't be the not same.
3: Although, all shout yeah, out to the uh, the young actors who played both the little Elise in 4 and the 16-year-old teenage Elise, they did a really good job. Yeah. Yeah. Of, like, believing that that was one person in three different times. They did a really good job of matching, like, the facial expressions and stuff.
1: Yeah, and, and the the um, adult Elise in 2. Like, because oh, I was yeah. just like, she matched it pretty well, so I was like, yeah. Yeah, and she was... I can she, believe that. Too. They dumped her voice for that,
2: though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the, the, no, well, God, we're not... We're talking about two now, I guess. Let me just. Uh, Urshan, okay. Urshan, a
0: little bit of it.
2: <laughs> Anything else we want to say about the first one?
1: Uh. God bless Patrick Wilson. Uh. <laughs> God bless you, man. Well, he's back in he's two. back in two, but yeah, uh, no, I know. I. Yeah, I'm so glad he, he he gets to play a decent husband. The bar is so low, uh, yeah. which is great. Uh, so I'm I'm sad, glad for that, and uh Rose Byrne. Was also just so good in her role. Yeah, also,
3: I love so. I also, I can't think of another movie that, to talk about the end of one for a yeah, second, yeah. that like, that switches antagonists at the very end like that, that works. Usually that would yeah. really annoy me.
2: You mean from the lipstick demon to the to the bride or whatever?
3: Yeah. And how she shows up in the opening credits, they never mention her again until they, the pictures start showing up and mm-hmm. then she's there when he's in the further. I was like, oh, that was cool. Yeah. Like, uh, the one bad effect in that movie is the uh, is the Elise death at the end of that. I was <laughs> like, that looks super fake and bad, which is weird, but because you're so good at everything else. But
2: do you mean like her dead body, like the, the cut yeah?
3: It just looked bad. Yeah, <laughs> it just it was. I was like, y'all, no. come on. <laughs> like, did you have like five minutes to film this, but. I have a whole theory about that, too, that I'll save for another time. About what? <laughs> about why there's one bad effect in every James Wan movie. <laughs>
2: You're right, uh, That could be a whole episode. Be. Huh? You better not talk shit about the octopus in Aquaman, though.
3: No, so, I I think it's specifically a horror thing, and I think he's doing it on purpose. <laughs>
2: yes, well go ahead, we, we got all the time. We're,
3: this episode's right. gonna be all so right, fucking fine.
2: long, just do it. <laughs>
3: So, I don't know what it. is. You've seen The Exorcist, yes, uh-huh. both of you?
2: Yeah, oh yeah.
3: I figured as much, but you know, you, know, uh, you don't want to miss <laughs> I think that there's something about that movie, and I don't know what it is, that's too real for people. Like, it's too visceral, and it doesn't go away at the end. And so you, you're left with this sort of lingering sense of reality with that. And I think that James Wan is trying to be more considerate of your uh-huh. life. And so there's one bad effect at the end to, like, be like, it's fake. It's not real. It's okay. And to sort of blow out the candle and, like, end the ritual of watching the movie and, like, let you be done and walk away. And so, because he's too good to be making stupid mistakes. We both yeah. think that, you know, like, yeah, I think he's... he's a the,
2: literal genius.
3: Yeah. I think he might be the best ever. And so... Yeah. It has to be intentional, and I think it's meant to be like a way to let people walk away from it. I like I it. that. So, I like it. This is the level of apology I'm gonna go to to defend James <laughs> One.
2: <laughs> if you're listening, please, please confirm it was on purpose. Okay. Well, what's the like, okay? What's the bad effect in song oh. that he puts in?
3: Well, so in Saw I don't think he'd gotten that far, I don't think he developed it yet. But see Saw is based on a really human evil. And so yeah. you don't have to let it go away because it's we all yeah. know that that's real. Yeah. But when you're talking about supernatural evil, I think he's trying to be like, This is just a story, it's just a story, it's just a story. Like
2: <laughs> It's fine. And yeah. I
3: mean they do that in the paranormal movies too, the paranormal activity movies, where like there's like one kind of silly thing and it lets you put it away. <laughs> You know, like the end of Paranormal One is really yeah. stupid, like, <laughs> yeah. and so it, but it, the rest of it's great. So you you feel all of that fear, but then you get to go home not thinking about how something could pull you out of the fucking out of your bed and drag yeah. you down the hallway. Yeah, That's
1: fair.
3: Something I still think about all the
1: time. I remember <laughs> seeing that that movie and just like just like hey, is that this is before I got really got into scary movies, so I was just like, well, there's no sleeping tonight, I guess. Like, people sleep with their door open, and, like, you're just inviting demons into your bedroom. That's what you do. Have fun with that.
3: Right. See, although I gotta give it up to him, the the boyfriend in that, for being pretty cool, too. Because I, like, I love my wife, but if that shit was going down in my house, like, I gotta go. I'm sorry. I love you, but, like, this is... I cannot deal with this right now. Like... I don't know if you saw that Ouija board catch fire in our living room, but, like, I can't be part of this. (laughs) Yeah, got a blast. Yeah, got got a blast. (laughs) Like, there is too much crazy white people stuff going on here. I need to leave. go. gotta
0: go.
3: Yeah, you gotta get out of here.
2: Oh, I hope she's listening.
3: (laughs) Oh, no, we were... So, we were playing... Like Resident Evil Seven, where you like have to go rescue your girlfriend, and she was watching me play. We're playing it together, and I like turned to her in the middle of this part where you're going through this like sewer water, and there's bodies coming up. And I was like, "Listen, I just like don't love you like this. I'm sorry. (laughs) Like, like I am not doing this shit." Oh my god. (laughs) Like, nor nor should you love me like this. Like, if it comes down to this, leave me there. It's it's
1: okay. I just move on. It's fine.
3: Yeah, I'm dead. It's fine. Like, just go home and be happy. God. I feel like boundaries like that are That's important. That's called
1: boundaries. <laughs> like, yes. There's a line. Right. Yeah,
2: man. After, what, eight years? What else is there to say? You're just like, yeah. Well, right.
3: right. I, and I told her, it's like, don't take this the wrong way. But, like, I'm just not here for this. Like, fuck.
2: Oh I I need this to be like a thing in a horror movie now.
3: I, I feel like realistic depictions of relationships need to make their way into movies where some where somebody's just like, nah, it's cool. Like I can't do it.
1: <laughs> nah. Like For the people that are like in the movie where they're like, do not come and it's like you should listen to them. Just like don't go.
3: Yes. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. If like if y'all get a call from me, I'm dead. Like don't come. It's a ghost using my body to try to lure you to some scary-ass place. Don't do it. I would never call you for help. I would never put you in that kind of danger. Okay. Nature.
0: okay.
2: <laughs> Got it. I'd probably still be a dumbass and come to help you, but that's on me. I appreciate Got me. that. You caught me slipping. That's on me. I. Ap- yeah, you, you caught me slipping. Hey, I'm the dumbass that went ghost hunting, okay? So, like, I'm yeah. asking for this
1: shit. I No, I always talk about how I don't want to be, like, one of those white people statistics in a horror movie, but then one time (laughs) I was home alone because my parents were over in Los Angeles before I was going to go over, and I was upstairs and getting ready to go to bed, and I heard this loud boom come down from my dining room, and I was like, I'm going to go investigate. I know I'm going to do it because I have to go see what the (laughs) fuck that is. I, like, grabbed, like, my water bottle I had because, was like, this is the only thing I had up here that's, like, anything that looks lethal enough or hard enough to hit somebody at that time. And my cat said, knocked over a dining room chair, and I was like, you assholes scared the shit out of me. I thought someone was going to (laughs) come murder me. And, yeah, that's, you know, I'm just like, yeah, I'd I'd end up in a horror movie. I would, I'd die in, like, the first ten minutes because I decided to go investigate, so that's on me. (laughs) Don't. Yes, yeah. See, I,
3: Do I don't have that impulse. Like,
1: You're so lucky.
3: Like, listen, if if whoever broke in wants to kill me, they're gonna have to come up here. I'm not gonna die exerting myself. Like,
1: You'll have to kill me first. Just come you
3: upstairs. Can come get, you can come get me in bed where I am. Like,
1: At least I'll die comfortable.
3: Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but whereas my wife is totally like the read-the-cursed-writing-out-loud kind of person, oh so she'll get us all killed. <laughs> I'm like, stop, don't...
1: Let's read this human-bound uh, skin book that has Latin words in it, out loud, and play the screen. Every time
3: we go to a museum or something, she starts reading the inscriptions on the ancient plaques. I'm like, will you not do that? Like, Have you ever seen a movie before? <laughs> this is how you get infested with demons, and I want... How many warnings do you need?
1: (laughs) That's why I don't put a a Ouija board in my house. I'm like, do not put that in your house.
2: Every story needs that person, though. Well, Al, do you have. You said you have some little uh, true event stories. Speaking of dumb white people, I'm sure you have some stories of some. I'm like we gotta transition we gotta keep
1: going Um, so yeah I found this whole list of people who have talked about uh, ghosts that have followed them throughout their entire life because as in these movies these ghosts follow them or demons like even if they're not prominent in all times but they're still kind of there haunting them Uh, so there was one girl named Amanda she wrote into the website your ghost stories to share about the dark presence that had followed her throughout her entire life Uh, since she was a child she would see a figure looming in her bedroom doorway until it zipped into her closet and then the entity would come and go as she got older uh, but she always knew that it would be around uh, it's like she was in tune with it almost the entire time her most recent run in with the thing occurred while she was in bed she heard the presence rifling through her essential oils and felt it lean over her (laughs) (laughs) essential oils oddly specific essential oils not the essential oils (laughs) she feared that it wants to drive her to hurt her family i think it likes to attack me mentally i'd get images of hurting someone or seeing them suffering i would never hurt anyone like in the images it showed me it actually did this before years ago it showed me hurting my son i snapped and i took pills so that was her most recent entry and there hasn't been anything since so let's hope that everything's okay yikes Um, And then there was a man from Australia who described a lifetime of paranormal activity that not only got him into trouble with his parents, but also seems to have ruined one of his relationships. Uh, They started their mischief when he was a child, manifesting themselves as a white cat and splattering black paint over his bedroom walls. Years later, uh, his clairvoyant fiancé told him that he was being followed by two spooky children and a sinister spirit who gave her the heebie-jeebies, her words. (laughs) Um, Good words. Good words. Um, fast forward 18 years and his engagement has been called off uh, one day a stranger approached him to tell him that it looked like he was being followed by three spirits that gave her the heebie jeebies so it's like alright alright I'm
3: I'm, I'm glad that that lady saw reason and was like huh there's three spirits following this guy like I like him
1: <laughs> I but I don't
3: have I don't have this like
1: I, <laughs> I can't do it I'm not dealing with that Got a
3: blast. Right? Like that's something you gotta disclose to me on our first date. Like I want that right away. <laughs>
1: something follows me, by the but way. Right. I guess in, in-
3: Are you followed by any spirits <laughs> of any kind? Is there any heebie jeebies going on with you at all? I I need yeah. all of that information up front.
2: <laughs> I guess in Josh's defense he didn't remember that he was being True. followed by a demon. <laughs> so Right,
3: right. They did a real bad job with that because they're like, "Oh, it's cool. Just like don't ever ask project again and you'll be fine." Like, <laughs> and
2: don't ever what? don't ever get your picture taken again and like. <laughs>
3: right. Like that doesn't see, like you guys didn't do anything.
1: <laughs> in this economy? <laughs> right. <laughs> Impossible. Right? So, I don't think not not a lot of queer elements in insidious one. Uh, if at all, but not it's... just Specs
2: and Tucker's like bickering. This yep,
1: is, like, only... that's about it.
0: <laughs>
2: I
3: don't know. I I felt sort of a, a there was a thing about the distance between those two brothers that I think could have been coded that way a little bit.
2: Oh, like the other but brother, that...
3: the oh. yeah. Hmm. Um. And sort of, you know, the the secret that makes the one brother different kind of thing. But that's just me reaching mm-hmm. a little bit, but I was watching it with that lens, like trying to see stuff. <laughs> What's gay in this? Well, yeah. you know, you're trying to have some kind of analysis and like oh, for that sure. occurred to me that that if they had followed those brothers more, there might have been more of that.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Well, <laughs> Let's talk about two.
3: Then. But look, but they they packed all of that away. <laughs> like, for Okay, two. yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. The way I describe in City to people, I'm like, okay, so here's the thing: it's it's the worst one, but also the gayest one, and also like the most fun, but very transphobic. God. So,
3: but super, super duper. Du- a lot to
2: unpack. Oh, okay. So let me talk about Elise being dubbed in this one now finally. Yes, and like because it's like younger Elise but uh, Lin Shay has such a distinct voice and James Wan said that he got the idea to dub it from a league of their own <laughs> oh <my laughs> which God. I love yes! I love this because <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess like Gina Davis dubs her like older self in that and so he's like obviously I need to use this method for my next horror flick and I love him for it yeah um, the oh fuck I didn't write down her name but the girl that plays Josh's mom like the younger version she's in a lot of p- horror so shout out to her like yes. of the devil and stuff. Uh, So, it so it, plot of Insidious two is it takes place right after the end of the first one, where Elise has been killed and Josh gets off scot free because he's a white guy. And yeah, obviously he didn't do it. <laughs> but Hey-oh. we soon learn that he is full on possessed by the woman in black. Yep. And so they're trying to find out the the. My favorite ragtag group, aside from the, the normal threesome, is Spex Tucker, Barbara Hershey's character whose name I can't remember, and then Carl. I'm like, now this is a squad. squad. Uh,
3: her name is Lorraine. No,
2: thank you! Lorraine? Okay. You'd think <laughs> I'd remember that. Uh, thank you. Lorraine. <laughs> I'm like, this, this fucking I thi- Scooby-Doo I team. Think he-
3: <laughs> yes, Scooby-Doo team. <laughs> your dog. Sorry, what were you saying? Uh, I think that they like I. I thought it was funny that he named her Lorraine and then, then got the rights to the Warren stuff. and was like, <laughs> all right, well, I guess, oh, this... <laughs> we're gonna do that again, yo. <laughs> again, another one,
2: and then her dog's name is Warren.
3: You
2: know, like, yeah, we... yeah. <laughs> we get it. <laughs> we get it. God, uh, I love. Uh... I love, I love Carl in this I love his dice I love I think it's neat I think it's, <laughs> yes I like seeing like the other people that Elise has interacted with and like all the this this what they have to offer and stuff I don't know um
3: yeah i I really love in all of these movies the sense that there's a larger world yeah you know like but they don't the need to like take you down every path but it's like super creepy to know that there's like all of these other stories
0: yeah, yeah. definitely
2: yeah like this definitely isn't elisa's first rodeo <laughs> I mean, this was her last but it's not <laughs> 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 alright fuck it we just gotta talk <laughs> about this
1: we gotta talk about <laughs> we gotta talk about it
3: she gives such a great performance in all of these movies though and i know we already oh, said literally. that but oh, i yeah. love the like the contempt with which she speaks of, like... Especially The Bride in Black, where she's, like, a paris. Like, she's spitting <laughs> hot on this. Like, she the, hates this thing super intensely. I love she it. goes
2: off in this one. This is... Uh, she's. I think this is the one she's in the least, because she doesn't show up to the very end in the further. But this is when we start to yeah. see action hero at least, because she, like, fucking murders her with a... a Rocking horse. Like, God. You wouldn't yeah. expect to see that from, like, the nice old lady in the first one. You're like, what? Uh,
3: she's like Jedi Master Elise. <laughs> yes, though, so.
1: exactly. From point of view, you're the woman in black and Elise is murdering you with a rocking chair. <laughs> POV? ASMR <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, that's how
2: the shot is filmed. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was like, a oh, way to go. Um No, yeah, um, it's Insidious too. I was like, when I was uh watching it, and Josh was at home, and I was like, "How is this bitch not sitting in jail at this moment? Or does he just have bond? He's on, he's on a bail or something." I'm like, "Who's got stacks? What is for a this? White man. Yeah,
3: he's a white
1: boy. I missed entirely how he got off on Thank that. You? By the way, I just, I was." I had to grab something, and I just missed how he got off scot-free. Can someone remind me?
3: Oh, it's super flimsy. <laughs> um, they're like, it, it is so only would this happen for a white guy. like, Because uh, they're like, oh, well, the fingerprints don't match. And you're like, what? Yeah, don't they... <laughs> but he was alone in a room with a body. <laughs>
2: don't like... it, they say that like, the hands were too small or something? Or am I mixing that with a Pushing Daisies episode?
3: Yeah. It. <laughs> it it was a whole thing about the the fingerprints yeah. and the hands and everything but like because the ghost yeah, did okay. it yeah but i was like if you were anybody else they'd be like hmm person was alive left alone in a room with you we came back they were dead yeah. <laughs> to yeah. but uh you know and then they move into her house <laughs> which i thought was also pretty flimsy <laughs> <laughs> like
2: what is lorraine's house like Well. yeah they're like
3: well you killed her because- let's move into her house Oh,
2: you. Well, they move into Lorraine's house. They don't move into Elise's house. Is that what you mean?
3: They move into... Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I got
2: (laughs) it. Specs and Tucker go to Elise's house because they're like... Well, that's... I guess in... Well, obviously the fourth one hadn't been made yet, but in the fourth one we learned she had a brother, but I guess he's still in New Mexico when this happens. So Specs and Tucker go over to, like, do what you have to do when someone you love dies and, like, deal with the house and estate and everything. Yeah. Um... Well, I guess they're still living there too, huh? So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they are. So There's so much we learned that. So much. They also didn't know while making this. Yeah. Oh, this is the first time we get to see the reading room, Lisa's reading room. I love yeah. it. You love yeah, it. Yeah, that
3: was super cool. Mhm.
2: Love it. And um, you get to see more Specs and Tucker in this. <laughs> I love how he like, Tucker like um criticizes the framing of the old video of Josh when he was a kid it's like this is amateur yes
3: I think Tucker is the unsung hero of this whole franchise so he is <laughs> god I I especially loved his uh his boom mic like gun thing that he makes in the fourth one god like, oh
2: my god <laughs> yeah
3: and he's yeah. like pointing it like you could use a microphone to fend off ghosts I just love it I I love him all the way through all of these movies.
2: Oh, absolutely. He, him, like, blasting through the wall at the when everything has already happened.
3: Yes.
2: They got knocked out. I could, I'm, like, watching that scene where they're, like, getting Carl ready to go in, and I'm like, you're putting your lives, you're putting your life in these guys' hands, and they're, like, arguing about the code word and sharing quesadilla. Like, I, oh, this movie's iconic. I <laughs> it's lunchtime. It's
1: quesadilla time. Quesadilla. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Oh god. This. It's 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 fun. Um. But yeah, it's. to <laughs> black. Let's, let's talk about that. Oh,
3: we're right, we yeah, gonna let's get, do it Yeah.
1: S- well. <laughs> so here's the thing. Here's. The
2: thing. It's fucking bat- Yikes. <laughs>
3: Maximum yikes.
2: Like. Uh, like, you can tell, I mean, I don't, I've never heard him talk about it, but I guarantee you Lee at least got the idea of this twist from Sleepaway Camp, which uh. you should never draw any ideas from, because that's even worse. Yeah. Um, for, you know, for those, I, yep. Yeah.
3: I, I hadn't, I, I had agreed with that until, like, I watched it again. Like, I had agreed with it academically. But now, uh-huh. watching it a second time, you're like, oh, wow. Like, you totally lifted, like, whole shots. Like, the whole way that the makeup is done. Yes! On the mother. Like, I mean, like, you cannot deny this. I thought, yeah. you know, oh, well, you know, they are kind of similar. Maybe not. But then when I watched it with that in mind, it's so obvious.
2: Yeah. Like, like you said, she looked, the, she's done up the makeup and everything and the voice. It's just like the yeah. Anton sleepaway camp, and then, your name is Marilyn. Like, oh my yeah, God.
3: it it was it was super like it was almost plagiarism at that point. <laughs> Lazy number. transphobic plagiarism.
2: Uh, yeah, and it's just and it's just become such a common horror trope that I hate of like oh it was a guy in a dress and like so in this like horror n- none of these examples I'm about to cite understand transness. Like, I'm thinking back, like, I just watched Dress to Kill for the first time, and, like, <laughs> was so angry. Well, <laughs> like, yeah. all, I, I, I guess all of these stem back to Psycho, and it's misunderstanding of what any of that is. Yeah. Um, but that was the 60s, and people still just don't know what the fuck to do, or what, or not, how to not demonize trans people. And,
3: uh. Well... <laughs> What's interesting to me too is like I feel like we, especially with Psycho and the story that that's based on, yeah. like, you got the causality all wrong. Yeah. Like it's your it's your fucked up transphobia as a society that that like pushed these people out to the point where like yeah. that stuff happened to them, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. Like it's your treatment of these of these people and your dehumanizing of them that like was causing the mental illness, not their identity. Yeah. Like. And I find that super frustrating, and like I don't know, maybe I'm going off too much.
0: No,
2: no, we're we're supposed to be going off on (laughs) Gilas.
3: But it's it's like if 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 you you got parts of it correct, but you missed the causality and you blamed them, not you, which is who you should be blaming. You society, not you,
0: the (laughs) two of you. (laughs) Me, our fault.
3: (laughs) I'm not not laying it directly on you, but like, and it does seem to come up like way too often.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like, even...
3: As, like, the reason, the complete reason why anybody would do something Mm. wrong.
2: Yeah. And just, I mean, in general, I mentioned this, I think we're talking about It, about how, like, a lot of the queer coding in horror is always the villain, and it's, like, their otherness that led them to do these things, and so that comes up a lot with the quote-unquote trans villains. (laughs)
3: Where, like, like spoiler alert for real life, like, the villain always looks like me. Like, always. <laughs> like, sometimes they have a bad beard, but, like, otherwise, like, you should definitely watch out for dudes. Like, white dudes, they're the worst. Yeah,
0: it's true.
3: As, as the representative white dude here, I can tell you, be scared we're not cool in general.
1: I'm just... Yeah, I, I see a group of white guys, and I'm just kind of like, I gotta cross the street, I gotta go to Florida, i, don't, I don't Right? Lie. Like. I, I just, yeah, I'm just inherently just like, oh, nope, can't do it. Can't do it. Well,
3: and it's it's, like, not fun to have to try to be like, I wonder which totally innocent group of people you villainized in your own mind and have weird psycho <laughs> opinions about, sir. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Big
0: time.
2: Yeah. And that, like, that's, that's why we're talking about this and why it's so important to, like, criticize i mean tri- uh representation in, in, of transness in general but especially in horror because it's so demonized and it's like that's why like trans people are being fucking killed in real life is because you don't understand them right yeah. And that's a problem and we should address that like i went on a rant when i heard i uh, heard a bunch of you know cis uh straight men talking about the ending of sleepaway camp two in a very like irresponsible way yeah you just talking about the, like so like it's yeah. this twist ending and you find out whoa angela has a dick whoa and i'm like what the fuck are you saying like you like, are you gonna address the rest of this issue or are you just like what that's the problem like a, unfortunately a lot of horror is just made by straight men who don't know the harm that they're causing yeah like, and i think that was the case of lee right. in this, obviously he's a very nice man um, and In in his most recent movie, has a non-binary character played by a non-binary actor, so I'm giving him a little cred uh, later on in life. I really appreciate that. I mean, we all yeah. like, were so stoked when that came up in Upgrade. But yeah, like, and that's just why I think it's important to always have the conversation, is sometimes people don't know the harm they're causing.
3: I, I agree, and I, I think coming from that privilege a lot of times... Uh, I noticed this with with I'm friends with a lot of white guys, being one myself. It's yeah. like who I went to school with and stuff, but like I feel like there's no appreciation for the responsibility yeah. that you have, like they don't they don't want to yeah. take any responsibility. Um, but I think that like what you're saying, like I feel like Lee oh, got yeah. the message, and like tried to evolve as a person, which yeah. is like yeah. cool. Well, that's that's what you, you can, can do. do. <laughs>
1: yeah, it really is. Um, because like the only other example I can think of like was uh when silence of the lambs happened and mm, buffaloville and all that because like it wasn't the intention of what they were going for of like him being like trans and something he's just like hated women so much um and he wanted to like you know all that shit that went down yeah um, jonathan but, dem has gone on record
2: yeah. being like oh shit did not mean it to be that." yeah <laughs>
1: And it's, like, it's, so it's, like, not even, like, sometimes it's not even, like, malicious intent, it's just simple mm-hmm. ignorance of the situation, and so, yeah, he's since, like, you know, come out and apologized about it, so it's, like, um, and I think that's, it's good when they hear this criticism, like, even if it, like, wasn't directly at him, like, I don't know if he saw us talking about it, if he saw us talking about it or not, or maybe it was just from, like, so much of, like, him learning it over the years, but to have like jump from insidious 2 and then you jump to upgrade having a non-binary actor, playing a non-binary character mm-hmm. was really it was it was so awesome to see. It was like, Yes! Yeah. It's me. I love it. That's me <laughs>
2: the hacker formerly known as Jamie. Sandra, <laughs> this will <laughs> all make sense when she watch upgrade. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yes. <clears throat> I have it sitting that here. I have not watched it yet, but me too. I'm looking for
1: it's Looking
3: watch it, to so good. Uh, I don't know if either of you watched um, *Sense of Anarchy* at all, but they did a really excellent like um, trans storyline with uh, the the representation with the actor was not great, but um, they did a a story where a character falls in love and like then there's that scene that they always do where like the the trans oh. character is forced to sort of reveal themselves, but. Uh, not, they not handle it super them. well. And I was like, you guys, you did it. Hey, way to go. Oh, well, it, they, like, these, you know, big sort of tough biker guys, like, I seriously don't care. Like, I fell in love with you. It's, like, really nice. They do a really good job. It's, like, the last good thing that that show does before it goes completely <laughs> off the rails. Um, but they, I felt like they handled that romance in a sort of, um, in a really kind and appropriate way, which... I mean was not is is still not the yeah. norm you know and, and should be
2: but uh, yeah luckily I, I really think we're moving forward like the, yeah. there's a trans actress on the new season of um, American Horror Story she's from Pose I think um, nice yeah we got protagonists now oh, cool. that's cool <laughs> yeah
3: I love it too bad I'm at war <laughs> with bad, that show anyway yeah. but good for them I yeah, support you them don't Do you want, Do you want to tell the story? Otherwise, fuck that <laughs> <laughs> So, I was trying to film a promo video for an author that I like. He's got a book coming out. It's set around a lake. So, we went up to Franklin Canyon Lake, which is, like, right up the street from where I live. And it, like, looks like, <laughs> I mean, well, it looks like Camp Crystal Lake, which is why they were filming American Horror Story up there but they're not it's it's Labor Day there's not even filming up there but they're like have all these signs like no photography or video of any kind and they have these security like patrolling it I, I can't even film a public lake like the FX network thinks they own a public lake when they're not even <laughs> shooting anything so f- I'm at war with their show like that that that's that lake belongs to everybody
2: lake hey <laughs>
3: you jerks like come on You're not even filming. Your stupid (laughs) show's not even that cool.
1: God. I keep getting advertisements for that whenever I listen to the No Sleep podcast, because they'll, like, do an opening or something, and they'll mention American Horror Story 1984, and I'm like, you're beating me over the head with it a little bit. I get it. It's coming out in September. I I get it. I get it. You don't have to do these stories. You can just do the advertisement for it. Just do the advertisement. Don't do these weird stories. Um. I meant to watch the first episode, but I completely forgot. Because I always did that thing when when American Horror Story first started. I'd watch the first episodes, and I'd be like, oh, this is good. And then it just went "Eh," downhill. And I'm just like doing it every season. I'm just like, I can't do this. I'm not doing this to myself anymore. I just, it's goodbye. I can't do it.
3: the uh, the nightmare of Jessica Lang's Boston <laughs> accent, uh, in season 2 drove me off forever like I, it, it still not. haunts me like
2: but this isn't it. an american horror story what? podcast uh okay, this is my no it's okay like no no of-
3: oh yeah sorry so f- from a from a strictly please, from a strictly filmmaking perspective it. to get like back on the subject um i i also really didn't like them revealing Mm. what the what the bride in black was at all like i thought the whole efficacy of that monster was that you didn't know what it was and so aside from the like extremely problematic answer they gave i felt like there shouldn't have been an answer at all like that's what made her so scary was that you didn't and even though in the movie that she was you know even in the first movie you didn't know what she was you know um and I found that really interesting. That it was so, like, was it a ghost? Was it a demon like the like the lipstick demon? You know, wh- you don't have any context for what it is. And that was so scary. So turning it into like this very human enemy, I felt yeah. like dispelled some of the magic. You don't get an explanation of- so
1: just- for the lipstick demon. He's just kind of there. He's there. He's just chilling. And he wants you.
3: And yeah, that's crazy he's just there.
1: I don't need anything else. Just don't. Sometimes it's simple so, to just not go into things. Exactly.
2: Just... So, Zan, so yeah. are you saying you would have approached the sequel in a totally different way? Because, like, the reveal of who the woman in black is is also who possesses Josh. So, like...
3: Right. Okay. But, see, I probably wouldn't have done that at all. Wow. I probably would have just gone straight to Fair. Like, I probably wouldn't have told that story at all. And I, I would have just... I mean, like, I... There are sequences in that movie that are really cool, like the the further in the hospital was super cool and like very scary, and like the kind of (laughs) GoPro first person shooter kind of thing that they're doing was really neat, but I feel like narratively it's like the weakest of the three, of of the four I do
1: like those callbacks Um, back to the first Insidious movie where it's like, oh he's kicking the door in and that's why the door opened it's oh, yeah. like you don't get like you were, when you watch the first sensation the you know, just have that you're like what the fuck's causing that because it's like what is it a ghost or like what and then it's, it's actually Josh coming back in and trying to right like get back into his body and I, I, I thought I that was really cool how they did that so but yeah it's Ooh, yeah, there a are game. a lot of
2: unanswered questions from the first one that this one is linked to, and so I can understand the need for a sequel. Also, like ending on that kind of a cliffhanger, you would want to know more, I guess. Like, yeah. But uh, okay. Also, I just I love Patrick Wilson playing a possessed yeah. person. He's having the time of his life,
1: and so God. I, I just enjoy watching. He's just absolutely insane, and yeah. I'm like about it. Like, let's let him play more creepy guys. Like, please, Hard Candy was not enough. Uh-huh. He had to go. A lot more for, uh, this one. He's just so creepy looking when he wants to be, and I'm just like, ugh. If I saw that in my hallway, and i was just, like, I'd
2: deteriorating. Creepy
1: so bad. like, no thank you. Just, <laughs> yeah. He can be creepy when he wants to be. We've, like,
2: made a meme out of him going, I'm fine, and he looks, like, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> 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 yeah. And then the, just the, the whole scene with the knife, and what is Parker Crane have behind his back? Like, I love God. that scene, okay? And then Spex and Tucker not helping God. at all. Yeah, just gets thrown into, into the, the wall, wall and then
1: that's it. He's out.
0: No.
2: No? So like, now when I watch that scene after having seen the last key, you're like, at this point, Specs has killed <laughs> yeah. a man. Think. Makes you think.
1: I'm just gonna get myself knocked out as fast right. as possible. Like, that's... I, I can feel that. Yeah. I just don't want to deal with this. Oh. Um. But no, yeah. I didn't... I like it as, all right as a sequel. Um, yeah, I definitely agree that it is the, the weaker of the four movies, and especially with all of its issues. But I, it's still also, like, besides that, it's still a ton of fun. And just them arguing over the, the oh, code yeah. word. It's just like, when are you going to bring up? Oh, yeah. oh, my. <laughs>
2: Beautiful. Oh, my God, the, the leg touch. The leg touch.
1: <laughs> just look like, what are you doing? <laughs> You
2: love yep. to see it. You do. And I'm like l- Tucker landing on space.
1: God, don't even talk to me. <laughs> talk about it. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> um, yeah, I was like, I forgot that part, and I was like, I, I was texting Kate. I was like, he landed. Him. I'm like, I <laughs> know. Ah, like, I ah, know. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it's 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 a good time for those those parts. I, I especially love it. And, and Carl, so much. It was good. It was
2: good. Yeah, this is definitely the most quotable of all of them. If, noth- if nothing else.
3: Silver lining.
2: I quote this movie all the fucking time. And no one knows what I'm talking about with quesadilla time, unfortunately. Quesadilla time. Every time. Um, well, do we want to move on to three, then? Is there
3: any yes. Last words. Um...
2: Yeah, we, Let's, we still oh, have two more movies to talk twi- about. Let's
1: twi- tell a quick ghost story. Oh, yeah, of course! Uh, more ghosts following people their entire life. Uh, this one's a little bit longer, so it'll be the only one I'll do. Um, but this guy's Zach 1392 He apparently had a long-life uh, hate-hate relationship with a brood of ghosts that followed him from home to home under the leadership of an quote oppressive demonic ringleader (laughs) his first supernatural experience began when he was a child and his mother heard an old woman talking to him in his room but of course he was all alone following that experience zach saw what he describes as a shadow trying to break into his third story window and a presence that would make everyone uncomfortable in one particular room of the house and even after his family moved to a new home he believed that the haunting has continued he even thinks the ghosts talk about him He works the night shift and he said I would come home around four or five in the morning I'd walk in and hear someone say hey and I would respond and get nothing I'd seen a woman in the kitchen who looked like my great aunt my mother was sick and sleeping downstairs and when I walked in a voice whispered she's sleeping I have had the front door yanked out of my hand I've even seen a deadbolt turn by itself I've walked in on conversations only to hear he's here be quiet uh so I'm just like yeah, you're, you gotta go get an exorcist or something. You gotta go get. You gotta get somebody out of here with those ghosts. Um. Yeah, that's 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 redditor Zach 1392's experience with ghosts. So.
3: See, this is uh, we we need like a multi-denominational exorcist Avengers. Like, we got like a Catholic priest <laughs> and like a Buddhist monk and like with like all these people who have to go well, together and like find a way to work together.
2: Well. Okay, it's funny you should mention that, because that's what The Exorcist Season 3 was going to be, if it hadn't gotten fucking yeah. canceled. <laughs> Bastards! Fuck you, it, was, <laughs> it was gonna be Marcus you, teaming up with everything you just said to fight the Catholic Church! I oh.
3: love it. Why- where is this? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's gone!
1: Fox, like, and it's so interesting that it got- cause We were just, like, when the first season had ended and we were, like, begging Fox to renew it. And this was before Marcus's bisexual storyline actually happened in season two. And it's so interesting that they canceled the second season. And they also canceled Brooklyn Nine-Nine when they had uh, Rosa Diaz come out as bi on the show at the same time. Well, they didn't cancel it because Marcus was bi.
2: They canceled it because it was the lowest rated show on the
1: network. So
2: they say. (laughs)
3: Although, so
1: they say.
3: I will say, like, I really, uh, I've just started watching season two because I haven't, I hadn't seen it all. Right. And I'm really loving, like, I feel like often as a bisexual man, I see, when I see bisexual male characters, they're typically played for laughs, like the, like, it's something that's, like, amusing to people, and I really like that they didn't do that, that they played him as, like, uh, yeah. a, a, it's just like a part of a, a facet of his being, mm-hmm. and like I don't know. I, I know that it's like a small complaint, but I feel like it's always played for laughs, and this must vi- really annoy gay men too. But like, uh, it's just weird because I feel like confident bisexual men are not often represented in media in that way.
1: So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, definitely Plus, need more. Money.
3: Marcus is great, too, so that's cool. He's just cool. great all around. <laughs> I, I just love him anyway. Movie.
2: Yeah. Looks at my Marcus tattoo. Oh, uh, yeah, I think I yeah. like him. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that's what the what? That's what Exorcist Season 3 would have
3: been. So, oh the Bastards, this would have been such a great movie.
2: Yeah, it's it just, or show. Yeah, I was like, it was literally like the lowest rated show on the network, and Fox gave it a second season just because it was so fucking good, and like, there was a lot of fan... Like please, and but they just couldn't do it again, especially with the merger. Like I get it, but I'm also just really fucking mad about what kind of. Have- but I'm yeah. still yeah. mad. Still about mad. It. Wish another network yeah. had uh, picked it up. Like Lucifer can be saved, but not the Exorcist, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why does that I shouldn't want? talk shit That's on X- Lucifer. I've never seen it. <laughs> well,
3: and I really love the concept of like evil being like based on your belief, like demons sort of yeah. attaching you based on what you think too. I don't know, did you ever see that movie with the the Dybbuk box and the the Jewish ghost and they had to go get uh Mattis Yahoo from New York to help exercise it.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh.
3: I don't know. It's, it was not like a good movie, but it was like really <laughs> that was a cool concept. Yeah
0: man. You know okay. and like
3: they, they execute it really well. Um, and I I feel like it would have been an awesome show to see like a bunch of different belief systems have to, like, work together. Yeah.
1: Ooh. yeah.
3: Like, is this one of yours? No, no. I think it's one of <laughs> yours. Like,
1: uh... Go off. Go off. Gotta go do it. I've heard of the divic box, though. Uh, there was an episode yeah. of uh, something on Travel Channel, probably, because that's where all the good ghost shows. All the
3: best hard-hitting paranormal journalism. <laughs> They're like,
1: we're burying this Divic box in a place that only, like, two people know, so no one can open it. And I was like, okay. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's, that's a cool... Uh, that's a cool concept. I might have to check that movie out one day. Maybe.
3: Yeah, it's fun. <clears throat> and I mean, it is like clutch white people to like buy a haunted box on the internet. Of course. Then, like, like, what the hell? You want to buy this uh, haunted box? Hell no. In fact, I don't even want to look at it. Like, nope. don't even send me the fucking link, yo. <laughs> Bye. Like, I don't want to see
1: it. I don't want to hear it.
3: Lose it. I don't want to talk about it with you. Like... <laughs>
2: No. Alright <laughs> So I have no good segue for this So Insidious 3 <laughs> yeah. Chapter,
3: chapter three. Three. 3
2: This is my favorite one I swear. It's also Lee Else directorial debut Which is incidentally
3: what? Chapter 2 Which chronolo- chronologically is chapter yeah. 2 chrono-
2: chrono- Chronologically It's chapter 1 technically This happens, bef- this well,
3: happens before This happens before
2: anything else in the series Yeah
3: you're right, I guess I'm going with the, the, like, Elise flashbacks, counting as putting chapter four uh, before this.
2: Well, no, I mean, because, like, the rest of... Those are just flashbacks, the, the rest... You're
3: you <laughs> right, you right, and they mention yeah. very specifically because, that... because this is how she meets yeah, Specs and
2: Tucker. I, because they ignore the little, like, web series that happened with spectral sightings. They're like, now that's fake now. <laughs>
3: yeah, wait, wait, fake news. In,
2: in that, they just, like, Specs and Tucker, like... Just wandering around this house, and Elisa's just there. She's like, "What's up? I heard this like ghosts here." And so they just team up. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. But that's not. Canon Maybe that's complaint. like
3: the the Travel Channel version of their story. Though. Yes. <laughs>
2: yes. But um, <laughs> but yeah. So this this is a prequel to the first one. Um, I love the commitment to like. They don't give it a specific year. That like it's a couple years before the Lambert haunting, and I love. Right off the bat you see like um, What her cell phone looks like and I'm like Oh yeah I know what time of era this is oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> I, I know where it. we are
2: I know what's going on it.
1: God Kids would look at that phone and be like what the hell is that Yeah right <laughs> it's like, it's like, God damn I'm too old Too old already <laughs> Hailey Haley, Oh yeah this is already a
2: gay movie Just by Hailey Kyoko's presence <laughs> Yes uh as playing like the i i don't know how to describe this but she's playing like the friend that is like so clearly queer but they're not gonna say it <laughs> like, like there's a best friend in a lot of like teenage girl things that's like that that i was always drawn to and it's like oh that's why but uh y- you love Haley kyoko here then then the um uh, yes. the girl that plays quinn was in one of her music videos too so like they team up oh yeah yeah um, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I, I, don't know. I just there's a lot that I love about this. I'm, I'm a sucker for anything that's about grief and, um, uh, and losing, especially a dead parent. I'm there for it. Uh, so it Got becomes it. personal to me. Um, but also I just love there's, like, we've already talked about what a great character Elise is. and then you, and then this you have a more conventional final girl that's like a teenager in this, but the, but they're both kind of having their own story in it, and it starts with them meeting, which is cool. Like, right off the bat. Yeah. Um. And, and they're both dealing with grief in their own ways, because, you know, she's searching for her mom and trying to reach her, and Elise has just lost her husband, and it's just kind yeah. of, like, in her own kind of further in purgatory and just, like, and afraid to do what she does best for a living, and, like, helping people, because she's afraid to go back and deal with, um the demon that's following her that we soon that we learn we learn later on about that yeah. <laughs> I like that uh, oh. I love the apartment in this it's really cool <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah I like the way that the geography kind of shifts as the film goes on to to sort of give you again that um, that like nightmare logic
0: yeah. thing yeah
3: um, and like especially the way with the showing the, the further in the apartment yeah. building later mm-hmm. I, that was super cool and then that's my favorite like demon possession sequence ever when she's smashing oh the cast God. and like uh, I felt like they reached into my mind and pulled that out because I had a dream <laughs> like that and then when I went to see the movie and I was super <laughs> pissed I was like that was mine I had the <laughs> <I had that. laughs>
2: You stole my story. Oh,
3: yeah. But it was so effective, yeah. and I, and so scary. So I really loved that one. She's
2: just cracking the, the cast open. Yeah. <laughs> right.
3: Well, and I like the idea that like the the, the demon doesn't care about the the damage to the yeah. shell that yeah. it's inhabiting. Like I found that really interesting. Just
1: doesn't care. It's like I'll smash this open, so I can semi walk, right. but a little bit better. This uh, also
2: this also brings a new element to the, the lore, because in the first two were about astral projecting, but in this one, Quinn is affected because she kind of dies for a second, and that's why it's yeah. latched onto her.
0: Yeah.
2: That was cool. That, that, when I first saw this, the car, the, the car hitting her, you can usually tell when someone's about to get hit by a car, yeah. but I couldn't tell in this one. <laughs> yeah.
1: Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. That uh, startled the shit out of me when I well, it. I, I
3: was like, "God, give it!" It was such a it was such a misdirect, and I think that's what shows how how talented mm-hmm. they are as filmmakers. Mm-hmm. That even though you like know the language, so to speak, of this genre, they they still yeah, subvert. Yeah, that's what, what you're you expecting. have to do,
2: especially nowadays. Like, especially horror audiences, they know what to expect. Like, yeah.
3: Right. Well, and it's that the language is so. It's bit, the cliches are so common now that you really have to work hard to subvert expectations yeah. without being yeah. insulting. yes,
1: Jedi. Um, yeah.
3: <laughs> Thank you. I wasn't going to say it.
1: I'm like, you're going to subvert expectations, at least do it well. Um, That's get physical.
3: <laughs> Thank you so much. I agree <laughs> completely.
1: Finally, some good fucking t- <laughs> Ooh, tea is being served, it. I guess. <laughs> I was like, someone's gotta say it. I'm gonna say it. You know what? I'm
2: about to say it. <laughs> say it. Um.
3: It's important. It's important yeah, to acknowledge. Like, if they should feel if, bad. If
1: you're gonna subvert expectations of an audience, at least do it so you're not insulting me and like doing it badly and like
3: yeah.
0: doing
1: it all like just throwing away decades worth of character and like knowledge and stuff like that for something that doesn't make sense and that that whole movie could be an entire episode if, it, if this was not a horror podcast but yeah um but just like the way that horror does it like I feel like they they do it quite well whenever they, they try to either they fail or they, they succeed and I think they still succeeded yeah. I think pretty well in this movie so yeah. there's a moment in the last key I'll talk about when we talk about like is a prime example yeah
2: we know. Yes. But, um, okay, I gotta talk about... Even though this is my favorite one, I love to, uh, just totally rag on Quinn as a character. Because, but but the thing is, like, <laughs> it makes sense because she's a teenage girl and you're gonna make dumb decisions, but... As, uh, my So here's the thing about Insidious 3. You do not prepare for a monologue for a college audition the morning of your audition. She's like, I have to have it. I'm memorizing. I'm like, it should already be memorized. You're not going to get into this fucking school. You don't deserve to be in this fucking school if you're memorizing your monologue right now. (laughs) Also, that's not where you hold college auditions, especially for schools in New York. Like, it's not going to be in a big-ass theater like that. (laughs) God. Uh, Although, shout out to James Wan's cameo in this. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Which brings <laughs> me to another thing! The, uh, so, uh, James Wan has a cameo in this as the like director of the theater school, but then he also is in a photograph with Spex and Tucker in the second one, and I'm like, do they know this guy <laughs> in this world? Is that is that their <laughs> vibe? It's just... <laughs>
3: I mean, they—they're they're not always hunting ghosts. Maybe one of them like does musical oh, theater please, on the I side. So. Like,
2: I hope it's Tucker. What are we, Specs? Like,
3: I—I I hope it's Tucker <laughs> but, uh, too. Like,
2: I went to a Q and A for. Oh yeah, with oh that my god, Mohawk? Right. that's how he gets <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> went to—I went to a Q and A for the most recent one, and they asked what Specs and Tucker do like for day jobs, and Angus Sampson just goes ha <laughs> <laughs> Like right up to Whoa. the mic, and in a deep voice. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. And Lee said that Specs is probably like a film bro, I'm trying to be a filmmaker. I'm like, that makes sense. Yeah. He's, this is my OC. I can yeah, his I can name see is that. Steven. Steven.
3: <laughs> I mean, he looks like all the dudes I see on computers at the Starbucks by <laughs> oh our work. God. like all the yes. time. Yes. <laughs> One hundred percent of them look like. Going to Barnes and
2: Noble all the time.
1: So. God. <laughs> don't have that in Missouri, but like, I, I can believe it in L. A. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you <laughs> better believe it. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, It'd be so much worse if your Barnes and Noble had a Starbucks in it, It'd be so much worse. There. Oh yeah, people are always so pissed that we
2: don't have a Starbucks, and I'm like, there's one down the street though. Is that too inconvenient for
1: you? It is. Is it?
3: Is it wrong for me to take joy from (laughs) that? Like, when they're mad about it, like, I, like, feel better.
1: Be mad about it. (sighs) Yes, you got to walk out of this bookstore and go down the street. Yeah. God.
3: I mean, they still leave Mm -hmm. coffee cups, half full coffee cups on the shelves. You people don't deserve a Starbucks.
1: (laughs) God, when I worked for Starbucks, we had, uh, we have not Starbucks. I worked for Barnes & Noble, (laughs) and we had a Starbucks cafe in our Barnes & Noble. And, like, every every fucking, every time, I would go in there, and yep. I, if I had to do a closing shift, and we were going around making sure everything was picked up, there was always at least one or two empty or half-full cups on the shelf. And I'm like, this is how we get damaged books, people, because you leave it on there, and then someone's going to bump on it or something and get knocked down, and then we have a giant waterfall of coffee-smelling books now. And it's like, you don't deserve yeah. to have this Barnes & Noble <laughs> book cafe. But you keep coming back. Like, they are animals. Like the first people. They're animals. They are, really. I'm sorry, but they are. They're, like, the first people that came in.
3: No, agree In, in completely. the morning
1: shifts, whenever we had to open the doors. It's always the people who just want the cafe that are there first in the morning. And I'm like, can't you people just go somewhere else to get your coffee, please?
3: Yeah, you know, like, all of the other Starbucks in Missouri <laughs> have a drive through anyway. <laughs> they do! Like, you didn't even have to get out of your car, they you do. jerk. They like,
1: there's one right outside of this shopping area. You couldn't go to that one.
3: Yeah.
1: Oh, no, it's the worst. Um, but anyways. But, that, <laughs> I'm just sitting here doing, doing these that. tangents
2: like, uh. Oh. <laughs> it's
1: great. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, man.
2: But, Anyone who's listening well, that works at Barnes & Noble is I nodding think. their head right now. They're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's
1: true. laughs>
3: And if you don't work in a bookstore, <laughs> keep your hand on your coffee cup. Take it with you or, when Or you if leave. it's empty,
1: Come you on, can y'all. always like... ask the employees, do you have a trash can that I can throw this into? Because we'll be like, yes! We would like to not pick up after you. Thank you. Yeah. You're a human being.
3: Yeah, like, yep. pay attention, yo.
1: Customer service 101. Um.
3: <laughs> but moving back to uh-huh. Insidious.
1: Uh-huh.
3: I... I feel like this is the movie where they really hit their stride with the way the further feels. like, And I like the... She's like running around all the different doors and I like the red door thing which sort of comes back and forth in the best way. I really like that. I feel like they reused the uh, man who can't breathe again in Conjuring 2 (laughs) with the same voice. Um, (laughs) I think that's cheating, James.
2: Which one was made first? You gotta
3: get... uh, Insidious Three by a by a sight.
2: Okay, so James um, Wan just well he didn't he only produced this one so he saw that and was like I'm gonna steal that.
3: Yeah, I mean he was in the room. Like. <laughs>
2: well, I know that I know that Lee got the idea of this guy from um from Seven that, and it's the same actor too. Oh, is it really? Nice.
3: Yeah. That's cool. So I'll come
1: back. I'll come back again.
3: <laughs> to
1: do it again. <laughs> That's awesome. I did not know that.
2: Well yeah, well, um I don't know much about directing, but I think this is a solid directorial maybe yes. Yeah. Agree. I, I never know I, if I'm being biased or not. I'm like, it's pretty good.
3: <laughs> the story moves along really well. I feel like this is the one with the weakest cinematography, though. I, I did not like I the way that it was shot and the way that I, like, was in love with the way that the first two were shot.
2: I think they were trying to shoot it like a James Wan movie. Like, he's not directing it, but we're going to try and shoot it that way, too. That happens with a lot of the stuff that he produces. And I don't know if that's, like, his okay. note or...
3: Yeah, like, the they're, they're losing something in the, in the translation yeah. because... That's fair. I mean, his his camera work is always my favorite part of his mm. stuff. So,
0: yeah. You I, know,
3: again, I keep coming back to the opening scene of Insidious, the like the credits thing, mm-hmm. where like you don't know which way is up or down, and all of that stuff, and the the way that it, they move through the hallways and everything, gives you that sense of unease. And I I didn't get that same sense of unease from the camera work in three. Mm. Mhm. Yeah. I
1: think he comes into his own like. I don't know if it's like his own style or something, but when he did Upgrade, it was not like it was supposed to be a James Wan movie, which was. No,
2: yeah, he got someone that like I'm... did like music videos and stuff. It was like yeah, that,
1: there's a lot. And of, it, it's really such a, a jump. Of... It's like yes, I love I love this. I love how this is there's being some shot. There's a bomb but... movement in Upgrade. Holy shit! Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes. you need to watch it. <laughs> so We're gonna have to
2: much. do an episode on Upgrade, basically. is <laughs> what I'm trying to say. Um... <laughs> Um so I guess we'll we'll talk about why I like this movie so much I guess I've mentioned yeah the grief yeah. aspect of it like I don't know I Cause, like the character in this is drawn to paranormal I think kind of for the reason a lot of people are and why I am is like because you you want that kind of closer closure that you don't get when you lose someone and so like you're trying to find proof that there is an afterlife or trying to reach them in the afterlife and just to, to find that. Um, and it's, I don't know, the the ending just always really gets to me the moment where her mom comes to save her. Um, and like, yeah. that's what gives her the strength. That, but, and like, because both of them have that journey at the end. She has that and then Elise has the moment with um, with her not husband um, where he's, you know, telling her, you know, join me in Afterlife, and she, like, knows that the real guy would never do... I can't can't remember his name. Jack. Jack! Thank you. The real Jack would never Mm -hmm. ask her to do that. And I'm like, fuck yeah. And so then at the end, she's... Like, both of them get the closure that they needed in this movie, and are able to move on at the end. Like, Quinn... It's hard to accept. Like, when Quinn is like, so my mom's not gonna come back again, and she's like, no. Um, And that's hard for her. And then meanwhile Elise like you know who for the longest time was just kind of like static and hanging on to the past and like sleeping with her husband's like sweaters every night now she's like putting them back in the closet she's got a new team to work with her like found family eventually her found family which I think is beautiful I'll get more into that later on but it's just I don't know, it's this movie really is about moving on after grief and I think it's beautiful. I don't know. I'm just like I yeah. watching it and I'm like, yeah. Lee didn't have to go that hard, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> you really did it. No one asked and you did it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if any of what I think what I just said made sense, but uh, No, yeah. I
3: you No, totally. Okay. I followed you
2: completely. I followed lot. you. I followed you. Yeah, man. I just really appreciate when horror like just really fucking goes for it and tells these human stories like in a way that no other genre could like no other genre would deal about grief via the paranormal like only horror can do that and i just think this is done really well yeah
3: i always love it when they because horror allows you to sort of externalize whatever the trauma that you're dealing with is um and i always thought like in three i thought what the most interesting thing to me is how like even though the people around her are trying to understand, they, like, yeah. just don't. Yeah. They, like, just don't understand what's happening to her. And I, I did appreciate that, like, the they're not presented as bad just as people who don't understand. They can't get... They don't... They don't understand what's happening to her, mm-hmm. and so they yeah. can't help her.
2: Do you mean, like, the dad? Like,
3: yeah. Yeah, because, like, I think that a lot of times we remember those things and place our parents as the villains mm-hmm. in those stories, or at least I do. But, and I don't give them a lot of credit for, like, well, you didn't really understand what was going on yeah. with me. Like, you, not that you tried, but you didn't get it. And so uh, I think that's sort of, that movie was really effective in communicating what it feels like to be a yeah. teenager going through something and having nobody yeah. help you.
2: Yeah, man. And yeah, I heard
3: And we like all that, Oh, go ahead. That's,
2: that's made clear from the beginning that, like, there's a distance between her and her dad because the the mom seemed to always be the one that dealt with the teenage girl and so he doesn't know. He's just this, like, blue-collar... I love, um... Jarma Mulroney in this. Like, he has he's the perfect, like, <laughs> blue-collar dad who's like, yeah. you can tell he's trying, but he's just, like, on under a lot of pressure and just doesn't understand yeah. his daughter.
3: Well, right, and... Yeah. And he lost somebody, too. And so he's trying to figure out how do you deal with that? Yeah. How does he process his own grief? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know I, I found yeah. that really compelling that they de- depicting that loss through a lot of different lenses through Quinn's through yeah. Elise's but also through the fathers
2: mm-hmm.
0: All right.
2: I guess you don't really know how it affects the brother but he's I like him because he brings Specs and Tucker into the mix <laughs> <laughs> thank you
3: well, right. Very important. He serves important. a very important purpose. <laughs> They're like,
2: ghost hunters show. Oh, my God. I would watch it. They went <laughs> into this house and they
1: cleaned it.
3: I'm telling you, we got to oh make God, this
1: <laughs> He's wearing the He's wearing the Casper jacket. Yes. <laughs> the Casper jacket. Yes. Yes. God. I, I wish I could find that jacket because it's so good. Well, I, I love it. I have the jacket part. I just need to make the patch. Still, the patch is impossible. Yeah. To find, as we all know, I've been through it. <laughs> um, I'll try, I could try to make the patch one day. Uh, hell yes, for you. <laughs> so thank you just for gotta that. Get the out.
2: Um, well, and this. Speaking of um, wardrobe, this uh, is also how you find out. It's just like little things you notice. This is how you find out why Spex and Tucker dress the way they do. Um, they dress like Mormons, as my mom would say. But it's because that's what Jack wore! And so she mentions it at the oh end of God. this. The ending for this is so sweet. I'm just. Oh, get emotional.
3: Yeah, so the ending is great. I
2: love it. She's just like, you boys fight too much. <laughs> like, yeah, tell them. <laughs>
0: Um, mm,
3: mm, mm. Well, and I like that like mm-hmm. they each bring something to the table. Yeah, you know, like they yeah. need each other. She, like they need they need <laughs> someone to focus them and keep them <laughs> tearing each other apart.
1: Yeah, but like she
3: needs a family. She needs yeah. people to support her too. And I really love when they show up in the first one, not to jump. I yeah, know yeah, we're jumping around, yeah. but again, the chronology. I, I didn't do it. They did it. Um. I really love the way that Specs, when he's talking to the Lamberts, is like she's super powerful and really intense. (laughs) So you (laughs) shut up and listen to her. Uh, uh,
2: That's.
3: (laughs) While he's like, this is my mom and I love her. She's really good at this, and you should listen. And then, like when she,
2: and then when she gets there, Tucker like takes like her coat and her purse and is so like. Like careful with her. It's so sweet. Like, yeah. there's a there's a relationship already there. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
3: And like the res. Yeah, yeah. The re- the sort of respect and love they have for each other, I found really charming.
2: It's just a unique God. dynamic you don't see a lot, especially in horror. Yeah. It's usually like teens, or like. But it's like maybe a family can just be yeah. a psychic woman and her two boys. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
3: Well, right, and I, I think because like through my whole life I've had like very unconventional yeah. families, sort of thrown together from weird people, and like, I find that seeing that represented is super mm-hmm. cool. It's uh-huh. like a family is whatever you in the think fourth it fourth
0: is. I'll uh, jump around.
2: Again. <laughs> is that a good segue? Or yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So. I uh, yes, yeah, the I think that's key. I
3: think that's our segue.
2: Uh, directed by Adam Robitel, wig. Um. So, <laughs> I love him. Anyway, um, so yeah, this one really delves into the found family aspect because it's after the third one, and now Spectrum Tucker are, like living with Elise, and she gets a. And this is all about her past and like her her past demons and everything and trauma. So so yeah, three is about grief, four is about trauma. It's just like it's a wild ride, yeah. man. It's great. Um, so she gets a phone call about from her hometown or her her house that she grew up in where shit's happening to the guy that lives there and so she's like, I have to go back there. And Xander and I were talking before all this about how sweet it is that they're like, no, we're going with you. She tries to go on her own. Yeah. Because sometimes that's...
3: yeah. She tries to go by herself, and they, they just pull up like they never even gave <laughs> like, her the nope. chance. Like, come on, yo.
2: Yeah. We're
3: a team. Yeah.
2: You're not it going is it Like, on it's, it's important to know the difference between like when you should give a person space and when you have to just be like, no. Like, I'm gonna be there for you whether you like it or not. Like, you need this. Like, that's. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, and it's such a sweet <laughs> yeah. scene. Like the look on her face and the way that that shot. Yeah. Like, I was just really lovely.
2: Getting emotional again. <laughs>
3: Yeah. It's like maybe what she. Well, that they're. They're a team and they're not, you know. I, I know you're. She's scared and she doesn't want them to go with her because she's scared, but they're like, we're yeah, not yeah. scared. We're with you. Like, we're one.
2: That's so cute. And they're like just it. so, like. Like you said, they have this respect for her and, like, love for her. The. When she's telling them about her past and, she, you know, and the abuse that she had to endure, and she says, like, The way she refers to it, she's like, this gift I have that you boys love so much, like, my father didn't. Like...
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sub-question, maybe I'm jumping too far ahead in the plot of this movie. How did uh, her dad not go to jail? (laughs) Like... Like, utilizing this the second time in this franchise... That a white guy is found alone with a strangled dead woman and nobody <laughs> knows
2: they anything like, about it. Did they think it was
1: suicide? I, like, yeah, is that why? I think that's what they thought. Like, and I'm just gonna assume that like the kids didn't say jack shit about anything. Mm-hmm. So like, They're probably terrified. Yeah. I guess they just thought, yeah, because she gets hung in the movie. So I guess they were just like suicide. Uh, I guess I well, just thought yeah. like it was a lazy <laughs> so, police. It was woman. the well, 50s. Uh, it was. I don't know. I don't know. That's actually
3: about really... on point. <laughs> I'm just saying, every time a woman in Elise's family is strangled, the white guy who the only white guy in the room walks away. Uh, scot-free.
1: Art notates life. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fair enough. I, I, yeah, I remember when I went and saw this movie in theaters, it was the only one I saw in theaters. Uh, I was the only one in the entire theater, so I could like get up and move Ooh. around. and It was great. I could yell stuff at the screen. And I was like, I wish it was like this every time, so I wouldn't have to deal with other people all the time. Right? Uh, except for like when it's like brand new released movie that I want to see with a crowd, and then it's like, yeah, let's go see it with the crowd. But if it's just like, I don't want to see this with anybody else. I just want to be the only one in the theater, so I can be obnoxious as I want to be. It was a great time.
3: I feel that in a in a big way, especially with horror. Like I want to watch horror alone. Like, I want people to be yeah. quiet and, like, let me be scared. Because, like, I want to be scared. And When people make jokes and stuff, I'm like, oh, I, I get what you're doing. You're trying to break the tension. <laughs> but, like, I the tension yes. is what I came here God, for. I'm, t- for, I'm like, like, the
2: exact opposite. I love to hear people react to horror movies. Maybe because I, I'm i not actually scared by them, so I like to hear people being yeah. scared by them. Does that make yeah. sense? No,
1: yeah.
3: Oh, see, like, I'm... I'm chasing the, like, the, the <laughs> dopamine high of being terrified. Like.
1: Yeah, there's, like, there's some movies where it's, like, I just want to watch this alone because I know I, would like, I just don't want to have to deal with anybody else. But then they're, like, yeah, most of the time with scary movies, uh, I like to watch them, like, either alone or with an audience. Because uh, I saw it with an audience, and that was fun to, fun to experience with them. But, like, yeah, there's some movies. It's just, like, no, I can't do this with an audience. I can't do it.
3: Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's funny. It's the James Wan stuff specifically. Like, any of the stuff that he produces or or directs, like, I have to see that, like, either right away when it comes out or I have to wait for it to come out and watch it at home because I want to see it with people who are going to, like, appreciate what he's he's doing and not break the tension and not break the Mm -hmm. spell, so to speak. And 4 is actually the only one I didn't see in the theater. Because uh, I heard it was terrible, and I, I didn't yeah. watch it for the first I'm time until. Fight, I'm gonna uh, fight whoever told you it was terrible. Um, well, right, yeah, I'm like, I'm mad about it now because it's really good. I just good. don't see
2: how you can think this is a bad, like it it deals, especially when it's so bold, like it deal, dealing with a lot of like really fucking heavy issues, and like mm-hmm. Lynche's performance in this, like holy shit, like this is really like, the juiciest like script yet for her in this series and like i think that was this was the same year as her oh, yeah. while like everyone else was like tony collette should win an oscar nom and i'm like lynn shay should I'm get like, an god. oscar nom for insidious yep. the
1: last yes. key and everyone's like okay Honestly. like right i agree she's really fucking I, good. I agree she... oh my god the line that she delivers I... to the uh key face phase that cuz it feeds on her fear and the negativity of the house. You can
2: fucking starve. Yes! Yeah!
1: Yes! Just the way she delivers yeah. it. Like I'm like yeah. ah, this Oh, but like I lost my shit in the theater. I was like I was like yelling. I was like yes, this exactly. Like uh it was so good it, honest, honestly, so It, it
2: is so, so satisfying to watch cuz like Not to get too far into it and just, like, overshare with everyone listening, but, like, I saw... This movie came out, and I saw it a month after I left an abusive home, and so watching that scene of, like, her running off, of, like, holy shit, yeah, and then that you can fucking starve, I'm like, yeah, you fucking tell them. (laughs) It was a lot.
3: Well, she's such a great, like, demonic... Ellen Ripley where like yeah. instead of fighting aliens she fights ghosts and demons you're like I love it's you. One, Get like, him. On, bitch. You tell him
2: <laughs> You love to see it. Yeah. yeah I love that. Yeah But Yes I also
3: just love it when old people swear like it's just Yes. <laughs> like, just I, I don't know. It.
1: I think, cause like, isn't it like only like if it's PG thirteen, it only like you can use like one F word, and then if it's more than that, it, it evolves up into R. I didn't even think it? of that. This is PG thirteen, huh? Oh yeah, that was that was their one use of it, and they put it in the right we spot. We let Lin-Shea
2: say fuck.
1: They let and it, we like it.
3: And I think if you if you've got a PG thirteen movie and you haven't gotten one, you should bring <laughs> her in to say fuck, even if she's not in yeah. your movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah, just have man.
3: her walk through the background of a scene. She walks
1: in the background of a thing and she just looks at, like, a car accident and so she's like, fuck. And then she just walks
3: off. Yeah, it just I walks think, off. Who's perfect. Who's that'll keep... That'll keep her working. Like, Good. they gotta pay yeah. a day rate for that.
2: Exactly. <laughs> so, the... Oh, I want to talk about the the jump scare. Like, the big jump scare in this That, who, is what I was talking about, too, where, like, subverting your expectations. like And, like, it's filmed in a way that, like, it knows exactly what you're gonna expect. And then she says, Fuck you! (laughs) Because I'm talking about the... Where she's... Elise is in the tunnel looking at all the suitcases. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, she's thinking the the same thing. Like, whenever she, like, pulls it down, she, like, checks with the flashlight to see if anything's there. Because that... In any other movie, that's what would happen. She'd put down the suitcase and there'd be something there. And they do it a few times to establish a rhythm of like nothing is there and then she just opens a third one and there's a fucking demon oh my god Ah. lord
3: well I love the way that they did the eyes at the end of the hallway too where like they had like the little reflecting Mm. things you could kind of see like it had that sort of cat eye effect so when it when it comes out of the Ah. trunk it's so scary
2: I saw that with my roommate at the time, and she was, like, holding a burrito during that scene, and I'm like, should I warn her? Like, I could just imagine the burrito going flying, and luckily it didn't, because I would have felt really bad. <laughs> luckily.
3: Yeah, I uh, I spilled the remaining <laughs> chips from my birthday party all over myself watching oh, the show. No. Because I was in peak... Um, <laughs> Like sloth. Like I was laying with like just my head raised with the bowl of chips on my stomach oh, watching. I completely freaked that. out. So. Uh,
2: like that's God. when you I just feel like that's when you know you're in good hands with a filmmaker. And like yes. And this was Adam Rabotel's second yeah. feature, I think. Cause he started out as an actor and then did taking a depth Logan, which I really wanna do another time on here. But I just think it's Oh yes. to be on oh my God. Like such next a good week, movie! Isn't it? Yeah. yeah, on the 30th, Yeah. Day. What? So yeah, I just really like I really like what he brought to this. Yeah. Like I know that it was his idea to um like the key demon was kind of his idea that hadn't happened yet before he came on board and he kind of like his pitch when they were like looking for directors because Lee didn't want to do this one, I guess. And um Yeah. So when he was pitching it, he was like, you know, there's there's always some kind of, like, iconic monster or, like, main monster in all of these, and you need that for this, and the key imagery works out really well. I, that fucking scene, it was in, like, the first trailer, I think, with the, the key extending and then, like, clicking, and it's yes. a silent scream. Yeah. Yeah. Holy
3: shit. To shut her voice off? Yeah. That was so scary, and, like, I love yeah. the way that that works in the movie. Like, I thought that was just super... But I also was really into the, like, orange face demon thing that shows up at the beginning and they never talk (laughs) about it again, but, like, it's just there to to do that thing. Where it's like, there's lots of shit shit going on in this universe. (laughs) Like, there... And that things, Mm -hmm. even as she's a child, things are drawn to her.
2: And she's already, like, talking to spirits, like, so nonchalantly as a kid. Like, when there's that one in the room and she's like oh it's okay come out
3: and her brother's like
1: terrified it's like oh my god he's just like completely just terrified and she's like yeah no it's chill it's fine
3: (laughs) whatever this happens all the time you have no choice but to
1: to get used to it if it happens to you so much you're just like this might as well happen
3: (laughs) but then they did a really cool thing with that where like I don't know, spoiler again, but, like, where it's not yeah! a spirit. And, like, that Look. woman that she sees isn't oh, yeah. a ghost. And, like... That... That was such a cool, like, twist. And, I again, talking about yeah. subverting expectations, like, you're like, oh, she can see a ghost, ergo, every yeah. unpleasant thing she sees like, is like a ghost. Like, she says, like, there true. are plenty
2: of demons in this world that are just, like, real people. Or whatever. I forgot what she says this specs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And
1: you,
3: and you beat you, one with a baseball. Bat, which was pretty cool. <laughs>
1: That kills a man.
3: Which. I, yeah. I appreciate that you took <laughs> the just, initiative to not be like, well, he's down. Gonna, I'm you're sure gonna it's, it's throw fine. No. Touch it up him and with a baseball. You hear that squish,
1: and you're like, alright, now he is dead. Oh
3: my god. <laughs> I a... Like. And I think that is a reasonable response to I found somebody with a woman locked up hey, in their basement. Like I think if you crush them with a bookcase, up. I'm ready to be like, yeah. This,
1: this guy this locked a. <laughs> this guy locked a girl up in the Justice basement. Justice was Now he's trying done. to kill me. Like, I'm gonna throw a bookcase on him, and I'd be like, yeah, let's go, <laughs> let's do it.
3: Bookcase. The way Get he him. hits
2: him with whatever <laughs> he hits him with before the bookcase is like the exact same way Adam hits the guy with the toilet lid and saw, and I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna through this again, and let's Just go again. Gotta, that is, that, if, if Lee would ever actually he's kills someone, style. I guess that's how he's I, gonna do it. <laughs> if he hasn't yet.
3: That's, some some <laughs> poor district attorney showing those clips in court, like, we know it was him, because this is the only way he ever <laughs> strikes people. <laughs> Your Honor, look. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly, this downward downward swing is the only way he knows how to hit somebody.
1: He just goes for it. Like he just like hammers the shit out of somebody when he does it too, which is awesome because it's like no no half-assing this. This is someone who wants to kill you. You gotta take them down first. Yeah, like I
2: remember yeah. watching. It. I remember watching this He's and being like person. terrified that Drop it was all it.
1: on specs now
2: because they were like Elise and Tucker are locked up, and I'm like, oh my god! Like I know he can't die because this is a prequel, but what's gonna happen? And yeet! And just straight up, you know, yeet! And it's like awesome! Watch me whip! Um... <laughs> <laughs> but then, okay, so there is. <laughs> I want to talk about like. We, we mentioned, or I brought up, here I wrote, I found the quote. It's like, you know, Specs has just killed a man, and so he's kind of feeling bad. And Elise says, there are yeah. plenty of demons in this world that are very much alive. And it's like, yes, there are. But then, so, the weird thing that this movie does that I don't know how to feel about yeah. is they try to add in... Because that should be enough. It's like, some peop- sometimes people are just shitty, and it's not just paranormal demons. It's just that, like, people are terrible sometimes and do terrible fucking things. But they try to... But then they explain that, like, the reason that that guy had a girl locked up and also that the reason that, like, Elise's dad is abusive is because of the demons in the um, house. And it's like, are, are you yeah. sure about that? Like, I don't, I, don't, right. I don't know how to feel about that, how that, like, wraps up this entire movie that's all about overcoming abuse and your inner demons and everything. Um, if anyone else would like to say something about that.
1: Like, with that, I was, I've always thought that, like, I don't, it was, that's so weird to me. Um, I don't know. I had that, like, you know, the yikes emoji. Like, ugh. I don't know about that. Um, but, like, I feel like those people were already probably shitty people. And they just, like, it wasn't any kind of, like, fight to, like, have this demon. Like, to, it probably didn't even know it was happening if they were already so shitty that they didn't know that they were possessed. <laughs> That's true. Um, to, so, like. Okay. It just amplified their negative like, That's like sort that of how right.
2: I this took it The stuff it too. that Red
1: Skull takes, huh? like that, like
3: that? Yeah. <laughs> but I also was mm-hmm. reading it sort of as like a because the uh, the father gets his sort of little redemption moment, and so I I was reading that as like a hey not all of your abusers are like demonic evil people they're they're like
0: yeah not like yeah. they
3: can have multifacets and that doesn't excuse what they've done, right like. They 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 don't have yeah, to be yeah. nakedly evil to be yeah. abusive and bad. Um. And like for me, like that the the sequence at the very beginning, yeah. um, like the scenes of abuse in that were really rough for me to watch because they were sending me some like intense flashbacks to like real things that happened, and it's like.
0: Yeah. Clearly,
3: they yeah. did some research into what abuse looks and feels like because it was really, really authentic and unpleasantly yep. so. But like, yeah, you know, people should know.
2: Yeah. well, yeah, well, I mean, okay. it had to be like I was kind of dreading talking about this one specifically. Uh, i this is gonna <laughs> get real personal, y'all. I know, sorry to. <laughs> Sorry, we all have to go there. I get, I am excited to see, cause I guess I think yeah. from what I've heard about the Invisible Man, like log lines, like that that and L is writing and directing. Um, that one's also gonna deal with abuse in a way.
1: And I'm like, okay, yeah. okay. <laughs>
2: like,
1: right. Um, oh, if I'm trying to remember this right, the uh, in the original of the Invisible Man, like the story of H.G. The HG Wells' of the Invisible Man he was already kind of insane Ooh. and, like, not a good guy when he did the experiment and that turned him invisible, and then he started even yeah. more mad. So it may be talking about, like, the past before he turned into the Invisible okay. Man and, like, all that he did and just, like, how this amplifies up only his negative traits.
3: And okay. I was just
1: like... like, the, the, like this The does? Invisible Man, oh my god. <laughs> just like, post-production already going on. I'm so excited for it to come out next next year oh i'm so excited for it um, yeah baby <laughs> but yeah no
2: okay yeah. i like that no i really i like what y'all said about that like that gives me a better understanding and i kind of accept that ending more now because i like this movie is yeah. so perfect and then like i wasn't sure how to feel about the whole as but like you said the dad's redemption moment and stuff um but yeah. what xander said makes a lot of sense actually i'm like yeah i've seen my abuser do nice things for people Doesn't take away what he did to me, but yeah. So I I I dig that. Yeah. Right.
3: That too. Well,
2: like
3: yeah, I've seen my abuser do nice things for me. Right. Like, there there are definitely like moments that changed my opinion of that person, but like they also they were not always the monster that they were in those moments. That doesn't excuse them mm-hmm. for being that monster, but it, I think it's important for people who maybe don't have that experience to see that, like, that yeah. is... There's facets Like, human beings are three-dimensional mm-hmm. yep. creatures. They're not yeah, always raving assholes. Deep,
2: huh? And then, like... Oh, oh, God. Also, like, the guilt that she has about leaving her brother behind is so fucking powerful oh my god that scene in the diner Xander texted me while he was watching the diner scene and he's like this is hard he's like this is hard to watch and I couldn't tell if he meant because of Specs and Tucker being awkward or because of like when it gets fucking real and I'm like yeah Yeah. (laughs) okay okay
3: (laughs) well I was texting you while Specs and Tucker were hitting on those girls I was like I'm gonna die I'm gonna die this is so awkward like I want to throw up I want to leave (laughs) like
1: how dare he
3: I don't, I don't know what <laughs> no. they say after the first three no. lines because I literally like, shouted yeah, over it. it. I was yeah, so man. uncomfortable. They
2: like, oh, it's great. Stop, yeah, please why, stop. Like, why are y'all hitting on your surrogate mom's? Like, I like <laughs> that bit later
3: though. That was fun.
2: They don't know that at the time. Yeah, but then the specs just keeps going. He's trying so Although they far, don't know that
3: at the time.
1: It's just some just like stop time. Not just like putting up the stop sign like let's stop right here. Let's stop it. Oh, please. God. Yeah.
3: Can we address <gasps> the really uncomfortable kiss at the end of that movie? It's so
0: awkward.
3: Like uh that's not okay. <laughs> no! Bro, and that's not how you uh ask for consent at all. Yeah, that like, it would not kill you to, like, check in first, like...
1: <laughs> like, anyways. <laughs> I'm, like, she seemed to be, like, okay, like, and then I think she just kind of moved on from it, because I was, like, okay, I'm, like, she's a lesbian, dude, stop it. <laughs> yeah.
3: I much preferred the Tucker... you gonna eat
1: that
2: Jell-O?
3: <laughs> da- ...daughter whose name I forget.
2: Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Where
3: he's, like, I'm gonna eat your <laughs> jello because that's the man that I am. <laughs>
0: God.
2: Which
3: is again a better way to begin a <laughs> relationship with someone over know. a shared appreciation of food? That's an interest. That's not like.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You're re- and like, you're this? respecting boundaries by being like. Are you? B- going everyone to eat be this like Jello Tucker because I yes. would like to eat it, but it is yours. Way better. Let's do, <laughs> Be like Tucker. <laughs> like,
2: yeah. What not she like? Hey y'all. That's the appropriate like,
3: way.
1: Elise didn't,
2: like, say
1: oh anything. Oh my god, please. Go. <laughs> I thought she would have, like, smacked him on the back of the head or something. I was like, Why? what are you doing?
3: Did it appear to anybody <laughs> else that Elise's brother looked way too old to be Elise's younger brother?
1: Like He aged very much, apparently. I was like... He aged a lot.
3: <laughs> I mean, like... Uh, She's not, like... She doesn't appear to be, like, ancient. She's just, like, a nice old lady, and that guy looks like he's gonna die tomorrow.
0: Like...
3: Elise and her younger brother, the Crypt Keeper, and I'm like, that's weird.
1: If Hobbs and Shaw can put fucking Vanessa Kirby (laughs) (laughs) next to Jason Statham, and be like, this is his younger sister that he grew up with,
3: and there's
1: a... I guess so I you're guess right so, sir.
3: because later on I mean James Wan himself back at it is like oh yeah Patrick Wilson totally Jason Momoa's younger brother in Aquaman definitely
2: totally
3: definitely his younger brother
2: I love how Patrick Wilson is the only white man that James Wan will acknowledge <laughs> I'm only gonna put one white man in my movies and it's always gonna be Patrick Wilson <laughs> And I like, I
3: mean, there are worse choices.
2: Oh no, definitely. I love this choice.
1: It's a good choice. I love it. Nah.
2: <laughs> I just like to imagine it being on the set I conjuring too. like, I need a white guy to play Orm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you! Patrick! Patrick! Call him up. God.
3: See, I would always hope, like, if I was an actor, to, like, I just want to make a relationship like that with a director to be like, I got constant work. It's no big deal. Especially with with James
2: Wan. That's a good director to have in your fucking pocket. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. Or Guillermo del Toro. I trust him. Right. Oh, sure. I was like... I was like, what's with the confused face? I was like, you know him. No,
2: my brain just didn't connect what you were saying at first. (laughs) Yeah, how about that guy? Yeah, That guy, yeah, yeah. So, so the, back to me saying how, like, the ending of this is all kind of wrapped up in a neat little bow. Um, Yeah. Oh, you wanted to talk about the Red Door, right?
3: Well, I just thought the Red Door was really cool, and I liked the way that, like, it interacted with all of the other movies, and I I guess... I really love the idea that the further is exists outside of time. Mm.
2: Yeah.
3: Like yeah. that causality doesn't matter in in the further. Mm-hmm. Like things can happen in all sorts of different ways, and I thought that was really neat. Yes, yes, yes. And the obvious B roll from the first Insidious <laughs> with that kid, where they're like, "Yeah, it has to be like framed this way, because that's the only way we shot this kid." So.
2: <laughs> this kid Small. is like six feet tall now. We cannot yeah. do reshoots. Yes. Yeah.
3: And he's 18 or whatever, yeah. right so we can't get him back. He's gone. We
1: can't go back. It's too late. Ugh. Good series.
3: Amazing series. And I both want more, but am with you in the, like, I don't think there should be more.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they wrap it up, and it literally ends with, like, Elise accepting her death. Like, she's ready. She knows it's gonna happen. They, they seem to, like, make that right like she kind of yeah. finds out in the yeah. further what she sees and but she's okay with it because she has a family again and I'm like oh my god
3: <laughs> well and I like the way that it harmonized with three where like when she she got her mother to come help her
2: yeah to, uh-huh. to
3: like that like the the use of a of a mother to overcome a traumatic yeah
2: problem yeah, yeah the, the uh-huh. whistle moment man oh
3: yeah yeah Although, I will say, that seemed a little bit on the nose with the whistle, where they're like, here's the whistle, pay attention, kids, this will be late. this will be important later, this
2: whistle. <laughs> like in a video game, like, you will remember this
1: whistle. Yeah.
3: Che- right, I'm like, what is this, Dora the Explorer? Like, remember the whistle we have.
1: Chekhov's <laughs> whistle. It's got a peace line once.
3: But that was such a cool thing with the air vent blowing through the whistle and everything while it was hanging under the bed, like, that was a super yeah. neat concept. Like, Agreed very scary <laughs> uh,
1: uh, yeah I, I don't want them to do any more like if they were ever going to do something more with the N- series, like I, we need to do like a comic series or something like no more yeah, movies because, yeah. because the only thing comics. to
2: do would be like it would be cool to see like what Specs and Tucker do once Elise is gone because you get a hint of that at the end of the second one Yeah. but they're, they're busy <laughs> so it's, that's why like a comic right. or something would be kind of cool just spectral sightings oh. yes
3: I don't think I would be opposed to another film that dealt with this universe, but I don't want, like, I feel like you have to, like, ditch these characters now. Like, you have to let them be. They're done. Like, the the further is way too cool of a concept to let go, but, like, you know, like, Carl, like, all these other people who have interacted with Mm -hmm. it, I think it would be cool to see.
2: (laughs) Give Carl his own movie. It's time. (laughs) We've waited long enough. Yeah.
3: Or, you know, like, what does the further look like in another yeah. culture? If it exists outside yeah. of the world, like, what do other Since people Since, like see? you
2: said, it's not tied to, like, any specific religion or anything. It's just, yeah. Yeah.
3: That'd
2: be
0: dope.
3: No, yeah. Well, and, like, the first Insidious where, like, there were, that house was haunted by the ghosts of those yeah. other people, mm-hmm. too. Like, there was, like, layers and layers and layers of stuff going on. I thought that was really neat. Like, I would love to see somebody else do that, but not necessarily with those cool. characters.
1: Like a spinoff, yeah. Give me yeah. a spinoff of Carl. Let's do it. Yeah, this is.
3: Although, again, the Specs Tucker yeah. show, I'm in for Please. the Spectral Sightings web series. Like, I'm down for this. <laughs>
0: Please.
3: Get at us, WB Network or whoever's doing Let's it. Go. So have.
2: Yeah, the closest we'll get to end. that, I guess, is that little web series they make that's not canon anymore because of <laughs> to me God. Yeah. No, I'm fine with it being it's it's wrapped up in a neat little bow, and I I'm fine with them. Just, just stop, just stop making it.
3: I agree. Sometimes,
2: yeah, especially with it's, horror, like y'all don't know when to stop. Yeah. <laughs> I I, I'm telling you to stop. Yeah. Well,
3: no, and for some, it, for horror, which is like so based on consequences, like if you keep going, you yeah. negate those consequences. Kind of like, like didn't they
1: make Jason like immortal or something? And it's like, well, then what's the point? You know, it's like you can't do yes. him. <laughs> he goes to space.
3: Although, <laughs> you you got me because I just said all of that, but I will. <laughs> I keep going and seeing these damn Halloween movies. Yeah. Like, I do not care. <laughs> like they keep bringing but him back, and did I keep last going. But... Should have
1: been just like that's it, because like that would have been such a good way to like end the horror of. Uh, Lori's entire, like, life that she has been going through. Like, he's dead. It's over. He's not going to haunt her anymore. She doesn't have to do, like, all this extreme stuff to make mm-hmm. herself feel safe because he's not in the world anymore. But they're like, no. He i want money. I
3: I agree with you from an academic perspective. But I also know that as soon as they were like, we're making two more Halloweens, I was like, yes! Like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, true. yeah. <laughs> so, true. like, true. I mean, that's, we're
1: gonna go see it. Yeah. That's the
3: duality of my life. Yeah, like, I, <laughs> I agree. Like, yeah, I'm
1: just like I'm there. Like,
3: uh, I'm in. Happen. Whatever.
1: <laughs> it's fine. Like, <laughs>
3: because like you know with all of these different canons and everything that everybody's doing now, where they're like, oh, we're erasing this and remember, you know, this didn't happen. I can just decide that that was the end. Yeah. And these are like yeah. fantasies just for me.
2: Yeah. Like, kind of like all the Saw sequels. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All, all well, Although I'm
3: stoked on this new Saw movie. Like yeah. I'm legitimately interested.
2: Yeah, I'd like to see what Chris Rock's pitch was. I'm curious. Like, it might as well. Like, Jigsaw sucks. Just do something else. <laughs> well, that's. Well, I mean, wow. that's why... I don't know... Also, go ahead.
3: No, you're good. Go ahead.
2: I was just going to say, like, that's kind of why I chose this of all franchises Insidious to talk about as a whole. It's because it's just so solid. Um, yeah. Like, two's the weakest link, but it's still, like, connected to everything. And very entertaining, <laughs> despite its...
3: Well, and even, even the weakest link is still, like, a brilliantly oh, made yeah. film.
2: And highly ambitious, and, like... I know, I know that, like, James Wan has talked about, okay, and like not everything that we tried on The Cities 2 really worked out, but, like, they tried a lot of stuff, and it was, like, they went really fucking weird with it, and yeah. I appreciate
3: that. <laughs> well, and, and what I'll say about this, like, about the whole franchise is, like, what you were saying is, like, these are art movies. Like, these are really, really intensely well-made yeah. movies, and so you don't have to apologize for any of their sort of cinematic shortcomings that you do have to do with, like, yeah, like, listen, I like Halloween, too, but, like, it's not well-made. Like,
0: what? Like, there are
3: serious budget problems in this. Like, you know, you never have that problem here. And I didn't realize how cheap these movies were to make.
2: Yeah.
3: Like, all four of them, the total budget for all four Insidious movies was $26 million. Oh, wow. Which, to me, seems impossible for how well-shot and how well-made yeah. they
0: are. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's that's like the Blumhouses M.O. Like, We're gonna give you a little bit of money and you're gonna go make a, a movie for us. Like, <laughs> and it works! Like.
3: like, I guarantee you the jerks making American Horror Stories spit more than that on this stupid season of the show.
2: Oh, this rivalry. I love it.
3: I'm not, I, I'm coming for it. Oh like, <laughs> they'll hear me. <laughs> that lake is public property. <laughs>
1: I love
2: it. I <laughs> so. Wait, so, wait, so, L, Xander and I have said our favorites of the series. Do you have a favorite of the
1: series? Oh, gosh. Um, I don't know. Like, I love them all a lot. And I, I really enjoy, too, like, probably the most, just simply because it's, like, so... Wild and they're just doing so much in it all the time, like, even though it does have that the issues that it does have. But, like, I that probably if I had to choose, probably that one because holy shit, I know you're defying expectations. I said, no, that's fine. This is
2: like the mission impossible 2 of the series. This is (laughs) whoa, we're like, it says a lot about you if that's your fave. I love it. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Have you ever met somebody who that was their favorite? Yeah, my friend
2: Linnie. That's her favorite. Oh
3: my gosh!
2: <laughs> I showed it to huh. her and she's like, "This is the best one." Oh my god!
3: That's an opinion, I guess.
2: If that is a, that's a choice. That's a way to
3: feel. A choice.
2: I mean, I <laughs> think that anyone, anyone who says anyone who's not, how do I phrase this sentence? If Ghost Protocol isn't your favorite, I think you're wrong. Is
1: what I'm trying to say. <laughs> you're allowed to have your wrong opinion. That's fine. <laughs> Bull, uh, bull. No, uh, yeah, two or like, I guess four is kind of also up there. So it's like kind of back and forth between them. Uh, oh, now we're talking about *Insidious*
2: again. Okay, yes. Yeah. 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 No, I fucking love *The Last Key*, man. I.
3: Yeah, I was really pleasantly mm-hmm. surprised. It's also by that one.
2: only only one of the franchise with the gay director without Mr. Robitel. Yeah. Hell, fucking yeah. This is a queer horror podcast, so I felt like I should mention that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah,
3: he's dope. Well, and I, I i mean, maybe, again, it's because I was watching with that lens, but I definitely saw a lot of that in the way that the... Uh, abusing your child yes, for the way that they yes. were born. Yes! Like, um, I was like, oh, hey, what's up, uh, <laughs> homophobia? <laughs> it's good to see you here. Not, yeah.
2: That's used <laughs> to... This isn't even the first time that that could be seen as, um, that, like, having, like like a paranormal gift can be seen as um, queer coding cuz like in the haunting that too. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Oh, mm-hmm. definitely.
2: God. Yeah, man. The beauty of horror, the beauty. Of-
3: <laughs> well, and that's again the the sort of externalization of yeah. the internal factor. You know, like re- but if it, it's definitely there to be read that way if you're if you I guess Yeah. Reading your own experiences in it, and so like I saw my own experience. Oh, I dig in.
2: that. Yes.
3: So, so, and good on at least yeah. for getting yeah. out. And also, boo to her brother <laughs> whose name I forget, for be like I can't believe you left. I'm like, our dad yeah. beat me with a cane, bro. Yeah. What are you like? W- was I supposed to just stick around because it made you sad? Like. I'm glad that you're, like, so fragile. It's about you. Yeah. Like. Uh,
1: yeah. That was a whole bunch, wasn't it?
2: <laughs> it was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Much to think about. Much to think about. Yeah, good shit. <laughs> good movie. <laughs> we just dedicated like, two hours uh, <laughs> to it. I would hope you would
1: like them. Yeah. Um,
2: any final words before we wind down? Yeah. Just
1: good shit. If you haven't watched it, you should probably watch it. Yeah, I don't uh, know.
2: I don't know why you'd still be listening if you haven't watched
1: these yet. But yes.
3: (laughs) Again, Insidious is the finest film ever made, period. Like across all genres and if you haven't seen it you should go watch it because it's really amazing <laughs> to all my it.
1: friends who like can't watch horror because it just freaks them out too much this is a good little thing for you to get into I guess so you can like be like oh yeah I know about this horror movie because I have a friend mm-hmm. who like can barely watch Stranger Things
0: oh my um, god yeah. no,
1: it's It's right. um so like she, she like gets through it like, but it's slow going mm-hmm. I think she's still on season 2 um but like i'm like this is a waste that way like you can like understand what i'm talking about half the time when i talk about horror movies and you don't have to watch it and she was like okay cool because i'm like this is like also my mom because she can't stand anything horror so i was like i don't have to worry about watching movies anymore with my parents because i'll be like oh yeah i'm watching a horror movie and my mom's like nope and she (laughs) was
2: like (laughs) i think this is also good to show someone who doesn't always like horror because i think a lot of people just feel a negative connotation comes with it because they just expect like the poorly acted slash or something which I also love but like some yeah. people don't some people don't want that it's like no this is a very oh yeah complicated nuanced incredibly performed and made movie and franchise so like this is a good place to start with horror
3: well and all yeah. over the place the the, the music yeah. the cinematography like it's all like top notch and the fact that it didn't get nominated for like Real major Thank awards, you. I think, Thank you. shows
1: that Bias. Yeah.
3: those awards are bunk.
1: Yeah, because, like, oh, it's cool. it's- I did a fake magazine layout with some articles about, like, women in horror the other day, and mm-hmm. I think this one quote kind of sums it up, how people, like, who aren't into horror kind of view it. It's like, they're all the same, some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act is always running up the stairs when she be- should be running out the front door, which was said by Sydney in Scream. Mm -hmm. and, like, I feel like that's how most people kind of view horror, like, in general, like, if they're not really into the genre, and it's like, no, like, there's some really good stuff that's, like, influenced so many movies just even outside of the horror genre, um, so, like, yeah.
3: I think, I I totally agree with you. Coming from a, a music background, I feel that that happens a lot with, like, genre music too, where People don't... Anything that challenges them beyond what they're already familiar yeah. with, people assume is bad. They don't like it. You know, oh, it's heavy metal is just a bunch <laughs> of guys screaming, and it's like, well, no. There's, like, a lot of nuance to this that you're, like, intentionally not getting be, because you... And I think the, the the sort of mainstream wants the same kind of movie every couple of years. And it's like, if you branch out, you'd see that these, these genre things are not... Mm-hmm. As simple as you're making mm-hmm. them out to be, um, and I think that's why you get a lot more sort of uh, exploitation, but also representation of marginalized people in extreme music and genre film, because there's not that same
2: expectation <laughs> of like <laughs> the same
3: three white well, people. Well, a lot of maybe queer
2: people that. are drawn to horror. Like, that's like I, we're having a renaissance, man. We're about to have a renaissance. It's happening. Sam yeah. Weinman's making a documentary on queer horror and horror yeah. noir, like fashion, and it's gonna blow everyone out of the fucking water. So, like, yeah, we're out there, man. In here, <laughs> hell yeah. Well, then, do you wanna? Do y'all wanna wind down? Yeah, like, sure. Uh, so, okay, sure. I'll go. yeah. Got I, it. I uh. Okay, I feel bad. I need to watch this again. I watched Tigers Are Not Afraid and got, like, really incredible news in midway through watching it, and so I couldn't focus on it. But it's on Shutter for y'all to check out. Um, <laughs> and then I watched this movie. It's also on Shutter called Spookers. It's this, like, mm. documentary from New Zealand about this, like, like family-run haunted house and an abandoned hospital. And just about, like, you know, it, it talks about them. It talks about the scare actors. And it's just, like, it's... It's such a pure movie. I don't know how else to describe it. (laughs) Like, um, just this ragtag group of people that, that, like, that scare people for a living, but, like, in the most well-intentioned way possible. Like, it's not like that movie, uh, The Haunters. Yeah, oh god, Um, Xander and I were talking about that. But the the McCamey Manor guy and everything, uh, like, that guy is just a fucking psychopath and is gonna end up killing someone one day. But these are just people that are like, yeah, well, yeah, we, (laughs) We just built a haunted house and started yeah. out in the cold oh, This is my New Zealand accent. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I just. Everything sounds cute it's in a New Zealand accent. I love it. and when it's just like this, this ma and pa run haunted attraction. Just watch it. I'm not describing it very well, but it's very cute.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So. So, what have you been watching, reading, Xander? What have you been up to?
3: oh okay uh, I'm reading um, The King in Yellow which is like a it predates H.P. Lovecraft um, sort of cosmic horror of that ilk which I really like but I keep forgetting every time I go back to read cosmic horror that like it should come with like a maximum yikes emoji on the cover because <laughs> you're like go, you're going along you're like oh everything's fine and it's like oh boy whoops uh, that's uh, intense could you maybe chill out your racism, sir? Like, oh,
0: no.
2: Yeah.
3: It's... But it's it's not as bad as some of the Lovecraft stuff, which, like, <laughs> I enjoy, even though, like, it's super bad. And I remind myself all the time, like, he died broken, alone, and good.
0: Yes. Like, thank God.
3: I'm glad you deserved it, you jerk.
0: Like, <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, and then uh I haven't seen anything super scary lately. I'm still sort of hunting... Um, my wife is under the mistaken impression she's uh, up for watching The Exorcist, so I'm trying to get myself <laughs> psychologically ready for her waking me up screaming every night for like three weeks. And,
1: uh... Oh, my God. <laughs> my dad saw that movie in theaters. He laughed at it. Everyone's around him like fainting and shit. And he thought it was funny. So I-,
3: I-, I saw it when I was like nine, <laughs> and it like permanently traumatized oh me. Oh,
1: so, my God. Lord. Yeah. Uh,
3: I've
1: been there. Been there, but Jaws at a lake cabin with my sister's oh, older yes. friends, and I was like, thanks, guys. Love it. <laughs>
3: well, I was living in Nebraska when uh, the M. Night Shyamalan movie about the crop circles oh,
1: SIGNS!
2: Up.
3: And everybody's like, that movie wasn't scary. I was like, you didn't live next to a cornfield. It scared the shit out of me. Like, I had to go home.
2: <laughs> ah! I love SIGNS. Fuck Mel Gibson, I love, I I love
3: lo- Again, Mel Gibson's a bastard, but that's a good movie. Yeah. Like. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, I'm reading that, this book called *The Luminous Dead* that's like super, super good and very scary. I oh, is that the one with
2: like the out. hand on the cover?
3: Yeah. Okay. It's about like it's like spelunking in deep space, but like it's like really chilling in a good way. Like, cool. I'm really liking it. I need to
2: read more. You're like one up a mill. I'm the worst bookstore employee on this earth. <laughs> <laughs> Still, like, three chapters into well, Kill Creek. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh,
3: I think it's like people ask me about it at work, and that, like, makes me want to read more mm-hmm. stuff to, like, give good yeah, opinions, that's you true. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so. so, what about you? What, are um, you? what are you watching? I'm,
1: like, one chapter into, uh, Life of Pi because I've been sometimes it just takes me forever to just like get going on a book and but sometimes I can just like speed read through the others uh, and then after that I'm reading uh, The Iceman which is the uh, uh, the movie is based off of the book with Michael Shannon in it so if you haven't hey. watched that watch um, and I watched the second Invisible Man movie oh. uh, this past week with Vincent Price and I was like I, I had fun Vinny Price is in that
0: one? Yeah,
1: oh it is. I It was so good. I I enjoyed it greatly. Uh, I had fun. Um, that's really all I've uh, been up to. And I started watch. I started rewatching Deadwood on my oh, my yeah. mom's Prime because I I like watched the first like season a long time ago, and then I accidentally fell off, and then I was like, shit, I gotta restart it again. <laughs> so I'm like episode four. I watched today, and I'm just like, god damn, this is good. <laughs>
2: For the first time in my life, I'm intrigued about watching that,
1: because I heard Calamity Jane's in it. <laughs> she is! I like love what? her! So much. She's, uh, yeah, she's in it, and she's just absolutely great. I love her. I'm um, and, uh, yeah. It's it's really good. Um, oh, fuck, I'm like, his name. What's his name? Mm. Ian McShane. From love Hot him. Rod. Yeah. Yes, we know. <laughs> yes, love.
3: Fantastic fantastic uh timothy all yes. that performance too
1: yes um and there's uh, some ah. other uh actors in there that have been on like other shows like uh this is jim jim bean he was on the supernatural show for a long time he played bobby on that i think i hate I that i know who next... you're
2: talking about and i've never fucking seen supernatural but it's just you are from so being lucky on the, no but just from being on the internet i know exactly who you're talking about
1: Oh my god!
0: Like <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> yeah. Oh you know,
1: that guy. Um, but no, yeah. It's it's a good it's a good show so far. So I'm I'm looking forward to finishing the seasons and getting through it because I'm like I need to know more. <laughs> I gotta know more. So yeah, watch it with me. I'll I'll steal my mom's password and you can watch it on Prime with me. Because <laughs> that's where all the old HBO shows go. Oh. Uh. Uh, Onto Amazon Prime, I guess. So I was like, okay, it's valid for that at least. So I can finally watch Well, that yeah, I've in just Oz. been, instead
2: of watching shows I haven't seen before, I'm just rewatching The Exorcist again. So that's where
1: I'm at.
3: That's show,
1: so man. valid though. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I am about to begin rewatching Woo! The Exorcist, so.
1: Maybe one day I'll rewatch Shadowhunters because <laughs> it's all on Hulu now. <laughs> you don't have to do that. No, but, like, I'll just skip really through to the Malik scenes. That's one we'll of the best scenes. Well, just watch the Malik
2: scenes, then. That's what I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> God.
1: No need. Kate got all of their info about season three through me because I was watching it for them. So anything that was going on, I was like, this happened with them, by the way, so you don't have to watch it. Um.
2: <laughs> I never finished it. I never watched the last season.
1: That's okay. Really? You don't have to. It's... Just I like, told you everything that you need to like, know. Oh,
2: the boys got married. Cool. That's all I need to know. Oh well, yeah, that's
1: all that matters. It's really all that matters. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what I've been up to. So not too too much. Um, oh, I need to watch Tigers Are Not Afraid though, since that's yeah, on I'm
2: gonna give it a rewatch because I feel bad that I didn't give it my full attention when I'd been like waiting for it for so long. Um, it took a while yeah. to get to, to get released into the world. Um, but yeah. You would like, yes. so. best five dollars a month you will spend, or you can have my password. Yes. <laughs> um Okay. Well Xander, thank you for joining us. This was awesome.
0: Yeah, thanks for anything? having me. It was a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, man. Um, I really appreciate anything it. Anything you need to plug to our three listeners?
3: <laughs> no, man, I I uh all of my music you can check out if you want to listen to the music that I make is at uh, invasivespectators.bandcamp.com otherwise I got a lot of unfinished things I was supposed (laughs) to have a podcast I didn't get it together I was supposed to have a blog I haven't gotten it together so I'm (laughs) still working on it
2: Uh, you can find me at Dyke Madden on Twitter
3: (laughs) heyo heyo
1: now, and you, you can find me at LM Designs on Twitter and the podcast is also on Facebook at uh, Stop Horror Time Pod and Horror Time Pod on Twitter. You can reach us both there for any suggestions, comments, just tell us how much you love the show. Uh, and be sure to subscribe, rate review, tell your friends, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh so thank you guys so much for tuning in for our over two hours of talking yes. about videos.
3: Hell yeah. If you
1: made it through, uh, you get a, a hey. non- non-existent prize or it's me giving you a thumbs up you can't see it but I'm giving you a thumbs up if you're here thank you for lasting with us through all All this and we will see you guys next week goodbye bye